You're listening to the Mule Sports Network. 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 Nine. Ignition sequence start. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Mule Sports Network, it's Muhlenberg 2023 football. Sponsored by the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Tonight, your Muhlenberg Mules take on the Mannheim Central Barons. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Ryan Lineweaver and Mr. Buckeye Patrick Wider. Oh, I'm really disappointed. Well, I'm really disappointed that I didn't get uh, some type of shout-out from Jerry this week, so I'll have to have a discussion with him. But I am Ryan Lineweaver, and with me is Mr. Buckeye himself. Yes, I was at the, the best college football game I think I've ever seen, and a big win for my Buckeyes at Notre Dame. It was awesome. Eh, that's debatable. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, I had a great weekend. Yeah, well, you go from Columbus, Ohio, to uh, right here in Laureldale, Pennsylvania. A little beautiful. bit of a change of scenery. Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful and overcast, and no uh, seeing the pagoda tonight through the uh, through the clouds here. Nope. Unfortunately, no <laughs> beacon to uh, the shine the way here. But that's exactly what uh, Muhlenberg will need here this evening, <laughs> as they have a gargantuan task ahead of them, which is facing the Mannheim Central Barons and that three-headed monster that they have. Uh, which is unmatched here in Section 2 between Zach Hahn, who was their quarterback, Bryson Armold, who was a 1,000-yard uh, running back last year, on pace to do it again this year, and then Aaron Enterline at wide receiver, who's caught 11 touchdowns, averaging 21 yards a catch. What do you do? <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you do? It's hard. Uh, you're not going to get a better you know, three-headed monster than that. And, th- and they're good up front. They block very well. Uh, on defense, they rally, they, 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 they run around, they make tackles. So this is a tough matchup. Th- this team, this Man Up Central team, Man Up Central is always tough, but this, this team especially is really good because they bring him back. Those guys have all been together. So they're a veteran-heavy team. And so, I, you know, they'll have a, you know, them and Exeter, obviously, are going to be the game of the year in Section 2. But, the last game you know, of the year. Last game, and then then – but they're both going to make the playoffs, and they're both going to make some, you know, some could make some serious noise in the playoffs as well. So, really, a talented team. Uh, big task tonight for the Mules, and so let's let's see what we can do. But the, at the end, hopefully, they can just get better this better and just play a good game. And if they could do that, you know, keep their head up and keep going. Well, for Mannheim Central, they are currently sitting on five hundred and ninety-eight program victories looking for 599 here this evening you know who else is close to 600 the wilson bulldogs by the way they only need four more wins uh but they uh manheim central currently leading the way of current lancaster lebanon league programs in uh career team victories right two above wilson handful above mccaskey why missing of course thrown in there lancaster catholic redding redding believe it or not (laughs) but uh yeah, pretty cool. Mannheim going for uh, win number 599 here this evening, and they will certainly have their opportunity to do so as they come in touting a 4-1 and record, 1-0 and here in Section 2 play. They blanked Warwick last week 49 to nothing, and uh, the lone loss on their schedule 
coming in non-league play to defending District 3 champion Cacalico. Uh, but still, that was a wake-up call for him because none of these remaining games have been even remotely close. Yeah, I mean, Cacalico's a heck of a team. Cacalico last week beat LS, you know, and I in, uh, th- they lost some, but they got a decent amount of, you know, th- teams coming back from the district championship game. So that was a tough break, um, and that's tough to, you know, go against that option attack. So, yeah, they did lose that, but, you know, I, I feel like Mannheim Central, you know, it's the Mule Sports Radio, but I think they're kind of on a mission this year. You can just feel it, uh, you know, talking to some of their players. They're just they're really motivated to, to kind of avenge that loss against Exeter. I know you were at that game last year. Um, they want to avenge that loss and, you know, like to win a section, get their, their names back up top, winning the section and make a playoff run. So I do feel like they're definitely on a mission. So, again, that game last week playing Warwick 49 to nothing as they ended up putting up just seven points in the first quarter and then 21 in the second on their way, added another 21 towards the end of the game. Aaron Enterline with four, count them, four touchdown receptions. Zach Hahn, of course, uh, you know, tossing the pigskin well, though all four coming from him. 208 yards, passing the football for Zach Hahn. Bryson Armold on the ground, ran it 19 times for a buck 44 and a touchdown. And then, again, receiving, you had Aaron Enterline and his four touchdowns, but you also have to worry about Bodie Sipple. They kind of throw in there as an athlete. And uh, he is just as fantastic. He had five catches for 59 yards again last week. Uh, a very handy victory uh, taking on Warwick, uh, who we'll see in a few weeks here. Yeah. But uh, an, an excellent performance overall from the Barons. Yeah, the, the Barons are good. So let's spin it forward to the Mules. Okay, the Mules, I got a couple keys to victory. Number one, first key, let's get some first downs. You know, last week was tough against Mifflin. I was listening to these wonderful guys here. Uh, you, you and Mike sounded great. Um, and let's get some first downs. They didn't have any first downs in the first half. Am I correct? They did not. They had about 16 yards of total offense in the first half. So it would be nice if we can get some first downs, keep that hot offense off the field, and, you know, get two or three, four first downs, get some drives going. So that's my first key to victory if they can do that. Um, and the other thing, we got a new starting quarterback. We sure do. Uh, We've seen it before. Anthony Sapola is making his first start. Aiden Lopez is hurt. Uh, Technically, it would be a second start. He played against Daniel Boone. We well, played, but he didn't start. Well, he started against Redding then, as Lopez. No, sorry, Lopez was injured yes. against Redding. Sapola yes. came in. Sapola so also played, uh, played the. He started the yes. following week. Yes. Okay. So anyway, so Sapola, <laughs> I don't think he started yet, because Aiden Lopez started every game. Remember, we thought he. The Lebanon game, we thought that uh, he'd come out, and we, we didn't know, and he, and he start. No, it was Daniel Boone. We didn't know who started, and Aiden Lopez came out and started, and then he started against Lebanon. So this is Sapola's first start there, Ryan Lineweaver. But he's played. He's played. He played, what, most of the second half last week, right, the whole entire second half? And he's played in the Reading game, and he played some of the Daniel Boone game. So he's played a lot. Uh, he's a senior. Um, and, you know, he, he showed a spark last week, wasn't he? What? 11 to 13. 11 to 13, 112 yards, a touchdown, and an interception as all three Muhlenberg quarterbacks who entered the game threw a pick uh, in one of those weird stat lines that you'll see. But, uh, yeah, threw his first career touchdown pass uh, last week. Yeah. And then, you know, the third key to victory I put is stop big plays. You know, you know, get throw up the inner line anytime they want, Bryce some arm road, make them drive the field a little bit. So, 
It's a big task ahead of us for the Mules. Most certainly is. Muhlenberg coming in with a 1-4 and four record. Uh, their lone victory coming a couple weeks ago against Lebanon, who uh, is still winless this year for what it's worth. Uh, but last week, again, playing against Governor Mifflin, 49-7 to the final score. Governor Mifflin just running all over the place. They have 391 total yards, and 356 of those came on the ground, scampering around on 42 carries. So Mifflin did actually throw the football 10 times, believe it or not, uh, but 42 carries, again, 356. And if Muhlenberg wants to have a chance here, they're going to have to stop the run. They're going to have to stop something. And, uh, you know, that starts with Bryson Armold at running back, trying to close down running lanes against him, and then trying to cover Aaron Ennerline. Muhlenberg normally running that single high safety look on defense. We'll see if they change it up at all. Uh, facing a more potent passing attack than they've seen pretty much the entire year. Yeah, it's hard because, you know, you try to take away the passing game, but you gotta got to be mindful of the offensive line and, and Bryson Armode. He, he's a heck of a running back. So it, it's definitely a, a challenge, you know. Um, and we'll see if the Mules, the Mules has had some moments where they played the defense has played really well. Um, and, and it's hard, though. You know, like last week, you know, the offense is doing nothing, right? Three and out, three and out. The, and the defense go back out there trying to stop them. It's hard, you know, when your offense doesn't do anything. So that if the offense could do something and, you know, get a drive or two early, maybe that'll help the defense, you know. And I, I normally get the ball a second-half guy, but if I'm the Mules, I take it first and just see if I can get two or three or four first downs to shorten this game. That would be fantastic uh, as they will face, again, a barren offense. And Bryson Armold, who needs just 12 rushing yards, to hit the 3,000-yard plateau in his career. You are full of stats today, man. I feel, well, I feel like I'm with like the stat guy over that's here. That's all uh, Lancaster Online it. for you. Between them and Mike Drago, Sports.com. Proud uh, friend of the pod. Drago, yes. Mike Drago. They uh, have quite literally every single Lancaster Lebanon League game covered week in, week out. There so go. there's there's a unsolicited plug for one of our sponsors. The Barons and their uh, snidely whiplash of a mascot. <laughs> Getting ready to uh, take the field here. I don't know. What is he? He's not like he's not a prospector. He's like an old-timey. Like, like, uh, like an old-timey guy that, like, I don't know, robs some people? or takes yeah, some he, is, he is a Baron. Well, and technically, he would be a robber Baron, so there yeah. you go. Yeah. I'm sure Jerry would like that. I'm sure Jerry would love that. <laughs> I know what we're speaking of. Pat, of course, knows what we're speaking of as a uh, – you teach uh, basically like social studies. Yeah, I do. You know, civic. I, 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 I do. I have civics this year in world history. So There you go. You know all about robber barons. I do. I do. So maybe we could be the robin barons of the barons tonight. That would be fantastic, and with it – you're going to have to unlock at least one of these weapons that Muhlenberg has on their offense, be that Mikey Miller, be that Isaiah Dotson, be that, uh, you know, just about anyone. Uh, take your pick, Kyle Archie. You have a six foot three wide receiver. How do you get the ball in their hands? How do you make them successful within this offense? And hopefully they come out here and, again, would love for them to take the football, try to go down the field, try to, you know, shell shock the Barons a little bit, let them know that they're in for a fight. Uh, as our captains getting ready to uh, walk out onto the field. 
We do have uh, Wes Clemison out there. We talked to his parents here pregame. Oh, what nice They people. came up to uh, let us know that Wes Clemison does indeed know who Jeremiah Trotter is. So if you were listening in last <laughs> week, there you go. He does know who we're talking about, probably because his son is a pretty darn good football player as well. Well, Wes Clemenson, uh dad, told me he likes to wa- he used to watch uh, YouTube clips of Dick Buckus. Dick Buckus. Wow. I was like, man, look at this kid. I like it. Big Chicago Bears fan growing up. Well, we will take a break here as the colors are being presented and followed by the national anthem here in Laureldale. When we return... We'll have Muhlenberg versus Mannheim Central right here on the Mule Sports Network. Now the captains get to uh, head out towards the middle of the field. Like I said, Wes Clemison out there as well as Kyle Archie on the right, Mike Miller. And, of course, number 68, Tucker Belanca. They'll be wearing their home Navy jerseys. With the yellow helmets, blue M, yellow numbers with the white trim. Meanwhile, the Barons getting ready to come to midfield here with their captains. They'll be decked out in their white jerseys, maroon pants, maroon numbers. Nice uh, sports information director's dream here with numbers that we can read from the other side of the field. It's not Redding. <laughs> it's not Redding. Redding, I didn't know who they were. They those black letters. They were so I'm like, what is that? Enterline, Han, Bodie Sipple, and they do have another one out there as well. It is kind of hard. His we jersey have, needs to pull down. Uh, we have Belanca standing in front of him. Okay, and that would know. be uh, Xander Kolk. Oh, he's a, a linebacker. He's a good player, too. Senior. He's listed as a tight end slash defensive end. Do they wear these jerseys week one? I can't remember. They, I thought they had different colors. No? I believe that we wore the blues. Okay. All right. I can't remember. Though Mikey Miller's jersey, with the way that it's hiked up. <laughs> yeah, he's got the white undershirt. <laughs> Has the white undershirt that uh, is quite confusing here. Maybe that's all part of the uh, process here. As head coach John Lorchak brings everyone in. And the Mules will get the ball first. So let's see what happens. Mules will get the football first. They'll line up on the right-hand side of the field, working from right to left. Mannheim Central will be kicking off from their own 40-yard line. Wind will be going in their direction ever so slightly. The breeze coming in from west to east. Sorry, east to west. I forgot which direction that I'm facing here. Yeah, it's a little little, little chilly. Got that little chill in there. A little bit. A little chill in there. With the wind blowing in yeah, and blowing Mannheim's direction here to start. Miller and Archie in the backfield ready to return this football. The kick is up. And we are underway as that one goes through the back of the end zone for a touchback. Yellenberg will start out here with... First and 10 on the 25, on the 20, 25. They're walking it over to the 25. 20. No 20, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of kids down on the sidelines. I mean, injuries or some kids quit. It just looks like a little numbers are down a little bit. Well, the Muhlenberg offense getting ready. 
as Sapola steps under center. He'll have two wide receivers on either side of the formation. He'll have Torek lined up to his left out of the gun. Barks out his order. Sapola rolls to his weak side, fires out into the flat just out of the reach of Isaiah Dotson. It'll be incomplete. We'll see uh, how well Pat can do stats next to me here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just a little sprint out package. We've seen this a lot. They sprint him out, and they just run like a little speed out. And, uh, you know, he had him open for a second, just kind of threw it out in front of him. Yeah, so. it's a very difficult throw it as is. it is. You're working against your natural grain, right? You're a right-handed quarterback rolling to your left. And I'm central. Lining up over the slot receiver, showing blitz to the left-hand side. They do bring pressure. Sapola throws it into the flat. And I don't know if he was looking for a hitch route or what that was, but it fell in between Madueno and Dotson, and it'll bring up third down. Looks like they're trying to hit. Looks like they're hitting Madueno or Dotson. One of them ran out, one of them ran in. He just had so much pressure on his face. They looked like they brought six that time, so that the Mules line were, was not ready for it. So now you're on third and long already. Third and long, 10 yards. And only 12 seconds taken off this clock so far after a kickoff and two downs played. There's that tight, uh, tight formation again. There's a bunch formation. Mannheim lining up. Now they'll drop back. Sapola throwing to Miller, coming across the formation, trying to get to the edge. He'll be run out of bounds after a gain of about five. That is not enough, and it'll bring up fourth. Yeah, you know, they hit Mikey Miller in a little mesh route concept. He got, he got five yards. That would have been a great first down play. But third and ten. And that's kind of rough. So now you got to punt the ball back to this, uh, put the ball to this dynamic Mannheim Central offense. Yeah, that's unfortunate because Aaron Enterline lined up to receive this punt. He'll be standing around his own 45-yard line. Smielenberg sending an extra. Oh, no, they're not sending an extra they gunner. Have 12 they, guys. They need to get that guy off the field. That might be the fastest that he's ever run in his life. Kick is away, and it's two enter line around the 48-yard line. Working his way through traffic, he's up the left-hand side. Flag down on the field. Good open field tackle there by the Mules. It'll stop enter line well into Muhlenberg territory, but we'll see what the flag is all about, as that was well ahead of where enter line was uh, stationed on the field. Block in the back. I would imagine it is a hold against... Mannheim Central. So they will walk off the penalty here. So where it was at was around the 30-yard line, give or take. So they'll walk off the 10 yards back to the 40-yard line. It'll be first and 10. Trips right formation. Completely empty backfield with Hahn with five wide ah. receivers spread out. You want to talk about a spread ah. offense. Welcome to Mannheim Central football. They throw it out into the flat. We saw them work on this. That's Sonny Callahan with the catch. Maybe a yard. Maybe. Great tackle there by the corner. Number six, Javian Cruz. My guy out there made him nice tackles. Ran a bubble screen. He came up, made the tackle on the play. Nice job by him. Yeah, we saw them run that quite a few times. During, uh, well, before the game began. They had the full offense and defense out there. This time, three wide receivers out in the back. Armold 
will go back into the backfield after lining up in the slot. Takes the carry. Gains about five. It'll be third down. Yeah, just ran a motion and then just a simple zone concept there. Arnold cut up and got, got five yards. So, But still third down here for the Mules. Can we stop them here and make them? They're definitely in a four-down territory, I'd say. But at least force them in the fourth down and try to get off the field. First certainly are. It's on the 34-yard line with 10-20 left to play. This time three wide receivers to the left-hand side. Armold again lined up in the right-hand slot. So Hahn firing into the slot. And, man, that one nearly picked off as the throw was not on target. They had to reach back for it. And mercifully for the Barons, it falls incomplete. Yeah, you know, they're just running a, like a stick concept where they're running like hitches and people are going out. You know, nice, you just get move the chains. And Hahn really wasn't accurate. And, and like, it looked like it was picked for a second. I thought a Muhlenberg player had a hand on it. So big break, fourth and five. Can we get off the field here, Ryan? Fourth down and five. Let's the go, Mules. Clock is stopped with 10.02 left in the first quarter. This time, Armold lined up behind Hahn in the shotgun. Trips left. Enterline on his own to the right. This time, toss play to Armold. Armold loses his footing, and the Barons won't convert. He slipped trying to come up the field, and it's Wes Clemison with the stop. And they will turn the ball over on downs. Wes Clemson all day, buddy. He was right there to come up, make the his tackle. His mom has the shirt and everything. <laughs> his mom's got the shirt. Okay. But, no, but, he, but he slipped. He slipped and fell, but that's all right. We deserve a break. You know, so there you go. Great job by the Mules defense. They got a three and out. Get that offense out there. You know what I do right now, Ryan? I put Mikey Miller outside and say, let's throw one deep up to Mikey Miller. See if we can get a lead here. Well, they'll go bunch formation. Torek in the backfield. Pitch play to Mikey Miller. Miller trying to come around the formation. Cuts it up the field. He has it above the 40-yard line. So a gain of about four or so for the sophomore. And we'll bring up second down. Again, hey, they didn't throw the fade there. My producer over there laughing at me. But they did get Miller the ball. Little little, little uh, uh, jet sweep pop pass. They love the run. And they ran it to the wide side, which I love. I hate it when they run the boundary. Just will make it clear that I'm laughing at it because I thought the exact same thing. It's the only reason. I just want to make it clear. <laughs> Trips right formation. Torek will take the handoff. Cuts off that left guard, able to get a few. It'll bring up third and short. Torek, his first carry of the game. Yeah, and a nice positive play there by the Mules. So now you got a third and three. Third and about three yards. So it'll be a gain of four for Torek. Wow. Get a first down would be huge here. Wouldn't say that it's four down territory, but. No, nah, I'd punt it. I would punt it and play field position, but. You're at third, the 44. Third yeah. and three, and you're on your side of the field. Trips right formation. Sapola hands it off. Met in the backfield is Torek. And, man, they did miss a face mask in there, but Torek, yeah, he's calling for it. He's not going to get it. And we'll bring up third down. Or, sorry, fourth down. Yeah, they brought a blitz, and, and he got hit right in the back foot. He broke the initial tackle, but then it just gang tackled him. It was, had him. It yeah, was it, dead in the water, unfortunately. He had no chance. Torek had literally no chance whatsoever. So that's all right. You know, he took a little time here. Let's punt it back, and hopefully the Mules defense can keep doing their job. Millenberg will punt it away. And we'll see uh, what formation they come out with here this time around. 
Javier Maiden in the back. Takes it. Line drive punt back to Enterline. Takes a bounce. Fielded around the 30-yard line. Going around the right hand. Sorry, the left-hand side. He's across the 50. Tries to cut it upfield and finally brought down by number 34, Alexis Cantras. And it'll be first down for Mannheim Central. And, well, I hate to say it, probably could have went for it on fourth down and landed uh, Mannheim Central with worse field position. Yeah, Aaron Interline's interesting. 6'3 kid. You usually don't see 6'3 kids that big returning punts. And he's a good athlete that could do that. Usually you're, you're shorter, squattier guys that can make people miss, but he is obviously a, a dynamic athlete. Toss to Armel coming off the right-hand side. He has plenty of space. And that space is closed up by number six, Javian Cruz. Javian he was Cruz the first and, to meet him. Yeah, and then Mikey Miller. Nice job. They just ran a toss sweep outside. And it looked like Armel might have had some, some run room, running room, but he did not. Great job by Javian Cruz. He does a nice job from his cornerback position and run support. Armold maybe a yard. I have him as three carries, now three yards for him. And a timeout taken here. And it will be John Lorchak taking the timeout. As they'll uh, point some fingers out onto the field, try to figure out what went wrong and piece it together here with 7-12 remaining. As the Mules on defense, let's take a quick break. And when we return, Mannheim Central football with 7-12 left here. Nil-nil here in the first quarter when we come back on the Mule Sports Network. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You're listening to Ryan and Patrick on the Mule Sports Network. Mannheim Central running a play. It's thrown out into the flat to Bodie Sippel, and Sippel will hop off the field, clearly frustrated because he's got a little hitch in his giddy-up after that one because it went off his hands incomplete out in the flat, and then he ended up laying a beat down on uh, JV and Cruz after the play. What? And... Sorry, I was, I was saying, sorry, they had to kick somebody. They had to take a mule yeah, player off. Yeah, and they're going to bring Cruz out for that hit. So Cruz will take his helmet off, and he's got to get checked out. So in steps Killen Shermer. He'll step out there at wide receiver, 6-1. Actually, he'll be a defensive back. Hahn steps up into the pocket, throws the football. It's incomplete. A flag thrown in the backfield, and we'll see what this ends up being as Clemson was back there. And, well, he was being held, which allowed Hahn to escape. And they'll walk this one back. Really sloppy so far by Mainheim Central. He almost had an interception. 
you know, um, they, you know, they, 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 on a third down, they, they fell to the ground. You know, they, they've been sloppy, and now they get a holding here. And Lorchak will not press his luck. He will decline the penalty, bringing up fourth and nine. You could have fourth and nine or third and 18. I, I think he might have made the right call. I would say anytime that you can put Mannheim Central in a fourth and long situation, you need to take it. Third and 18, they can rip off a large chunk that will make fourth down look like child's play. Yes. As I mean, they will waltz in uh, number 31, Xander Kolk, the 5'11 tight end. They got a chance a second time in a row to stop them on downs. You know, great job of the mules if they can get this done. That would be impressive. Now Central's going to call a timeout. Wow. Now Mannheim Central wants to get this one right. Fourth down and nine upcoming. Seven minutes left here in the first quarter. We'll keep it here since we just paid some love to uh, Margaritas, who fed us quite handsomely. Five Strombolis. I'm not sure I if we it. needed five Strombolis. Thank you, though, so much. I think we're going to be eating <laughs> it this weekend in our houses. <laughs> Probably. Um, there you go. I got plenty of miles to feed. Jer Jerry and I had a phone call this week, and he's like, so what food do you want in the press box? And I'm just like, eh. You know, it needs to be portable because we need to, like, shove it quickly into our faces in between timeouts or halftime or before the game or whatever. Like, you know, so maybe not like spaghetti, like nice handhelds. So instead of pizza, we ended I up like getting it, the Nicole. got the bully this week. Okay, next week I'm going to bring a pizza cutter. Yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah, you can do that. I'm gonna Instead bring of just cutter, trying to rip it off with their hands. We're trying to rip hands. it off like I'm like 18 I felt, again. felt very manly, but also. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth down and nine, trips left formation. Armold in the backfield with Hahn. Hahn surveys the field. Steps back, screen pass thrown to Armold. Armold scooting forward. He's across the 25, down inside, and it will be enough for a first down. Great play call. I was thinking pass all day. They they, they throw it up uh, to their to inner line, and they and they ran a trips concept, and they had the I mean Hahn held at the right moment and just last second threw it down to the screen. Arnold in a big first down for the for Mannheim. So about a 12-yard pitch and catch there between Hahn and Armold. Armold, not that tidy out of the backfield. Doesn't see the football thrown his way an awful lot. This time taking the handoff, he'll go all the way out towards the near sideline. Gets a few yards. Yeah, they just ran outside zone. They kind of caved down, and he was able to get six yards there. About six, seven yards. So they have him on the about 16-yard line. Don't mark it as a gain of six. Nine carries. Sorry, four carries, nine yards. It would be better if I didn't flip my numbers like that. <laughs> Two wide receivers to the left. Enter line to the right. Haunt has not looked his direction, but getting close here. Second and four might take a shot here. He's looking to his left. Still looking, 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 rolling. And he'll throw it out of the reach of the intended receiver, but a flag thrown in the backfield as he was looking in the direction of Bodie Sippel. But likely a hold here will walk him back yet again. Yeah, he was looking for Bodie Sippel on, on, on sort of outbreaking route, but um, there's going to be a hold on Mannheim Central, I think. So a big break for the Mules pushing back, and now you can have a second and long for Mannheim. Will be a hold against the Barons. 
a little bit of confusion there. So there's your holding, finally. It'll stay second down. But now marches them behind the sticks. So we'll have second and 14 to contend with on the 27. Bet, big opportunity for the Mules defense to get off the field here. So you got the father's son, the father's the head coach, and then you got the son at quarterback, and the, the father calls the, the plays too. On. In the gun. Hands off to Armold. Armold once again off the right side, and they were all prepared for that one. Oh, and they're going to have a on, flag no thrown on Clemson. That was unbelievable. That was an incredibly late flag. That's terrible. From the trailing official here on the near side. I'm not quite sure what he was throwing that for, if it was after the play. But that tackle started inbounds and then ridden out. And that's a darn shame if they're going to call this against Muhlenberg. And they will. It's a personal foul penalty against West Clemson. I mean, I mean that, that's a that's a tough break there. I, mean, I, I guess mean, they're trying to say that he rode him out of bounds and then didn't let up once he hit out of bounds. But, I mean, look, he wasn't putting a hurting on him. He wasn't trying to pound that guy into the ground or anything like that. He wasn't trying to drive him or body slam him or, or something like that. He was just making a football play, and unfortunately it continued out of bounds. And at that point, I'm not quite sure if he knows exactly where he's at on the field. He's just looking to finish the play. Yeah. So it'll give Mannheim Central a chance here on the 13-yard line. This time the handoff is to Armold. Armold will just bounce and bounce and bounce right into the end zone for a touchdown. Muhlenberg will yell for a hold. Not going to get it. And Mannheim Central on the board. Just outside zone, nice play. Um, they they tack the edge really well, and Arnold scores a rushing touchdown. You know, just just really a shame. You just feel like when you're a, a program like Muhlenberg struggling, and you're trying to build something, you get a bad break. I mean, it's just second and fifteen. They run the play. Now it's going to be third and thirteen, and they get a they get a bad penalty against them. It's just a tough break. And now, Mannheim Central scores a touchdown. Ends the drive at 6.05. The extra point is up and good. And it's 7-0 Mannheim Central. Let's take a quick break. And when we return, it'll be Muhlenberg football. When we come back on the Mule Sports Network. It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. It's the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallif Media. The Mules defense certainly trying to stand tall to the task and coming up just short there after a, well, I'll go ahead and say it again, a questionable call there by the uh, refereeing corps here this evening. I, I just feel so bad for the kid, for West Clemson, a kid like that. He's trying to complete yeah. the tackle. It just happened to, to finish out of bounds. And, you know, and it wasn't intentional. It wasn't dirty. Nope. It wasn't anything. Nobody else piled and on top of him. It was just a very late flag thrown from the trailing official and, who and, and, uh, and, and, wanted yeah. to make his mark, I guess. And it would have been. It was going to be third and long. Nope. So you look at like third and thirteen. But 
That's the way the cards go sometimes. I can't see too well, but that might have been Angel Hernandez throwing that flag. <laughs> Trips left formation for Sapola. He is two to the right-hand side. Empty backfield. He's going to throw into the flat. He has Mikey Miller. Miller escapes one tackler and then finally has to bowl over Asher Cook as he'll be getting a decent gain there on first down. It'll be second and short. I love that play. You know, you run two guys in, and then Mikey Miller just runs a little flat route, out route. He catches it, gets five, turns up, breaks the tackle, gets five yards. So now you're in second and five. Great job by the Mules, and great job to get the ball to Mikey Miller. Third straight completion for Sapola, who is three for five for 13 yards. All three of those completions to the aforementioned Mikey Miller. He lines up in the slot formation. The handoff is to Torek. Torek will cut it up the field and immediately swallowed up. No gain on the play. Yeah, it's tough. It's going to be tough to run on these guys. It really is. I mean, you still got to do it. Take some time off. You, you know, you don't want to just them to tee off on Sapola. And, you know, hey, Ryan, they've really committed to putting Mikey Miller at receiver, and I think it makes sense long-term, and I think it makes sense for his college future. He wants to play college football. He's going to probably play receiver, not running back. So I think he's, he's getting better at running routes. He's getting better at catching the ball. He's just a player that you would like to have in his hands at any possible time here as he'll be in the near slot. Sapola looking his direction, firing out into the flat. It'll be short of Dotson. Uh, again, that's down. hard. They have pressure right in his face. They brought Blitz again. Right in his face, Sapola, you know, hung in there and just tried to throw the ball out in, in the way of Dotson, and it just fell incomplete. Sapolo will stay in the game as the long snapper. You got to love that. Quarterback to long snapper. He will once again throw it back to Maiden. Maiden lined up around the 11-yard line. Enterline anxiously awaiting it around his own 43. Short kick. It's going to bounce shy of the 50. Take a Muhlenberg hop finally out of bounds. So the Barons will start in their own territory. Bring up first and 10 for the visiting side. 4.35 left to play here in the first as both teams with two drives to their credit here in the first quarter. Yes. Pretty impressive. Last week it seemed like that clock was never stopping. This week uh, not quite the same as this clock uh, continues to stay stopped. Yeah, when, when you got Mifflin who just runs the ball out most of the time. Tight formation here. As Arnold in the backfield behind Hahn. Hahn in the gun. Hahn looks to his right. Fires out. Looking for Enterline. Incomplete. Well covered that time by number four, Kyle Archie. Archie's playing at a high level at corner. And he had good coverage on Enterline there. Enterline's running a corner out. Mr. Aaron Enterline has zero catches so far. That was the first time that they've even looked in his direction. As. He stinks. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. He's a great player. But, yeah, good coverage by Archie. I've on two for five for 13 yards. Trips left formation. Enterline once again on his own. They'll throw out into the flat. Pass is complete. It's once again out there to old number 17, old trusty Bodie Sipple. And Sipple will get enough for the first. Yeah, just a nice bubble screen. This time they connected on it, and, you know, Sipple's a nice little athlete. He's tough to catch in space, and he catches it, turns up field, and gets the first down. Why do they make it so easy? They could throw a bubble screen, they get a first down. I wish we could do that. 
<laughs> it would be something that I would like to see in the playbook at some point in time. Two wide receivers optioned up on either side. Hahn out to his left, finally finds Enterline. Enterline trying to cut up the field. He'll be taken down by Archie, second down. Yeah, just a quick hitch out concept. Got it to Enterline, he got five yards. So Enterline, his first catch for six yards. As Hahn now, after starting one for three, is now three of his last four for 32 yards. Second down and four here for the Barons. On, takes it in the gun, this time over to the right-hand side. Once again out in the flat, trying to cut it upfield was Bodie Sipple. This time he'll be swallowed up. A short gain for Sipple after JV and Cruz was all over him. Mikey Miller, secondary tackle on the stop. That will be enough for the first down, and they'll march it forward. Yeah, again, just, you know, just they get rid of it quick. That's just a speed out. Get the Sipple in space. Sipple turns up field and gets a first down. Third straight completion here for Hahn. Is now they're finally starting to get into a rhythm, just biting off manageable chunks of yardage against the Mules' defense and keeping them out on the field. Again, bunch formation. Callahan and Enterline, the options on the right-hand side. Hahn will sprint out to the right. He'll be close to a first down as Miller takes out the... Arguably second-best quarterback in Mannheim, believe it or not. That was uh, Mannheim Township's quarterback. Hayden 20, Johnson. Hayden Johnson, 22 touchdowns, no interceptions. Hahn is 15-1 and one for what it's worth. Yeah, Hayden Johnson is a, having a, an amazing senior year. Um, he throws up the landing canal. The one game they, they connected for five touchdown passes. Five to quarterback to receiver. Gain of 15 for Hahn. Marches him down to the 11-yard line. Stops the clock with 2.49 as he went out of bounds. Once again, bunch formation. This time, Enterline coming across. Pop pass to him. They'll look to go all the way to the outside. Able to escape a tackle from Clemson. Cuts up the field and then bowls his way in for the score. 11 yards. You count that as a pass? Uh, it most certainly is. It, well, at least it is in Madden. So that's how I uh, determine how I figure this. I, again, you know, you don't see it much. You know, 6'3 guy, you bring in motion. Usually the short guys, they, they just they'll pop past the interline. Interline's so quick, you know, and he just turned up field and made a great play, and he got the touchdown. Extra point attempt here for the Barons. Spot is down. The kick is up. And the kick is somewhere in Temple as uh, Drew Griner, the senior kicker, punches it through. 14-0 in favor of the visiting Barons with 2.37 left to play here in the first quarter. Yes, I mean, it's just so hard. They're so talented. And just, you know, I think the Mules are trying on defense really hard. They and, are. And they've made some good tackles and some plays. They just they've been keeping it to manageable downs and distances. Now, Armold, sure, 13 yards. Hahn, that 15-yard keeper. Uh, you know, saw nothing down the field, ended up tucking and running after he saw man-to-man -man coverage and was able to escape for 15 yards. Uh, you know, Sipple for 14, Armold for 12. Those are all just passes out of the backfield that they're completing. Uh, degree of difficulty, not at its highest there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, they've been doing a, a pretty decent job bottling up Armold 
He has rushes of five, negative two, zero, and six yards to his credit uh, before that 13-yard touchdown. So, you know, they are uh, they're trying. They're trying to pick which weapon they want to stop. They've taken it in on Armold, and unfortunately, means that things like that will occur. Enterline with the uh, score that time around, and Mike or Kyle Archie taking in the kick right around the goal line and is able to escape up just past the 10-yard line. Might have wanted that one to bounce. <laughs> it was hard to bounce, and he, he picked it up and tried to get something, but, you know, it was tough. All right, we got a goal here, Ryan. You want to know the goal? Get a first down? Get a first down. Let's there go. you go. You're backed up onto your own 12-yard line are the Mules. That's where they will start their offensive possession. Madueno and Archie. As Archie will actually come all the way <laughs> off the field. Never mind. I thought he was lining up somewhere. Sapola under center. Will fake the toss to Miller. Sapola gets drugged down behind the line. No, he, he... You might want to erase that No, he, he handed the ball to Torek. Did he hand yeah, it off to Torek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard to tell. To Torek got lost minus two yards. But, yeah. It was interesting because Archie looked like they were running like a doubles out here. And Archie runs out, but he's running <laughs> off the field. So they had 12 guys on the field. They could have yeah. called it, but they were like, ah, we're going to let them not call it. There you go. All right, come on, Mules. Let's get a first down. Sapolo will march in the orders from the sideline. All right, they stopped the high offense. One play, uh, negative two yards. Let's, let's get back to that spread. Torque and... Sapola in the backfield, trips right formation. Dotson trying to get lined up appropriately. Finally does there in that middle slot. Sapola throwing out into the flat. Pass is complete to Dotson, but not an awful lot there as he gets past the original line to gain by a couple of yards and not much more. It's, again, it's hard. They're bringing the house, and it just, you know, he just stepped up through it, and he hit Torque on a, on a hitch. Got three yards. Third and ten again. Well, that was Dotson on the catch. Sapola his fourth Should completion be of the game for 16 yards. Can we get something downfield? Throw it up here, Mikey Miller. Well, trips left formation. Yeah, I mean, there's no safety help over the top here. Mannheim Central will back off. Only send a four-man rush. Oh, we got Sapola a guy! throwing it down the field. That one underthrown. And unfortunately, Dotson needing to come back for that one. He had beat the defense. Coming back and making a play was Asher Cook. They fell asleep, and they, they let Torque well, run by him. He was wide open. Sapola could have put some air under it. He would have caught it and might have scored at least a big gain. But he, it, it was... Uh, Fortunately, he had to come uh, back yeah. against the grain for it. It was, it was not the best throw, uh, and he went back, tried to catch it, and... And they kind of he kind of knocked it down rather than getting it picked. Yeah, he put his arms out, but anticipating the crunching tackle. Punt is away. The punt will bounce to enter line at the 45-yard line. He'll juke to the right, then go to his left, and finally scoot out of bounds right at the edge of his bench. Be first down for Mannheim Central. So they'll get it inside the 35. He doesn't even look fast, but I know he is, but he's just so long. He's got those long legs, and he's running, and he's like, is he fast? But then he, then he runs by everybody. You're like, oh, yeah, he is fast. He most certainly is. <laughs> I can tell you from watching him last year. But 14 nothing, 
Teams will swap sides of the field. We'll take a quick break here, and when we return, more Muhlenberg football action here on the Mule Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. You're listening to Muhlenberg Football on the Mule Sports Network. Fresh 12 minutes up on the board. Barron's We'll take uh, possession here on the 30-yard line, as that was where they ruled enter line out. Armold, true to form here, bowling over some tacklers, breaking a few more, and he's over across the 20-yard line for a first down. Yeah, Arnold, Armold isn't the biggest guy, but he's just, he's like a bowling ball. He's got these big, thick legs. He probably deadlifts and squats like 500 pounds, and he just, he just knocks off people trying to tackle him. And, he, and he's a nice ball carrier. Hey, I heard Jalen Hurts can do 600. Yeah. 7.15. Oh, up 7.15 now? Yeah, that man's not right. He's incredible. He'll, he'll have a couple of options in the backfield as Armold will be lined up right next to Xander Kolk. He'll throw it out into the flat. Flag thrown on the play as Sipple. I don't know. It's out there in that vicinity. We'll see if it's offense or defense. I think Hard it's like offensive pass interference, maybe. It might be. He was blocking before the ball was in the air. I mean, you could do that on darn near every single. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Every single screenplay here at this level. They're pointing at Muhlenberg, though. And we'll no, see. No. They're, they're, it is pass yeah. interference, and it is offensive pass interference. So walk them off 15 yards as Bodie Sippel pressing off. Nostradamus over here. I said it. There you go. Definitely could have been a push off. Because yeah. the separation he got on Mikey yep. Miller, you could definitely tell there was a little bit something to go in there, but I didn't see enough, so that's why I didn't think of it. But Stops the clock with 11.21 remaining here as it will walk off the 15 yards. Remains first down. It'll just be first down in a country mile. Yeah. We'll walk it out to the 32. Kind of sloppy performance so far with Beanheim. So let's let's take advantage here. First and 25. Let's get off the field here, Mules. You got th four downs to stop them. Well, the weird thing with the uh, Mannheim schedule is just the way that it's kind of set up could potentially lull them to sleep in yes. some of these mid-season matchups, especially on the road here against a, a sleepy Muhlenberg team. As the clock now winds. Fake the handoff to Armold Hahn looking out into the flat. Fires incomplete. Hahn has now thrown it 10 times, completed five of them for 49 yards and a score. They uh, look like they're trying it. They, they'll play action, trying to hit inner line on a post up field, but it was really well covered uh, by the Mules. And so he had to go down to his check down. And Urbaez, we got it right Urbaez. now. Urbaez on the coverage there. there. So nice job by Arbaez, and they looked down the check down. And he kind of was a little, a little off with the pass. 
Handoff this time does go to Armold. Armold trying to go off left tackle, bounces it outside and will sprint darn near into the uh, Gators. Another pony on Manheim is going to be a holding, it looks like, or block in the back by, uh, I think, Mr. Interline, Aaron Interline. It was right at the edge of the play. So where it was dropped was around the 23, and it will be a hold against Manheim Central. So welcome back 10 yards from the spot foul. How many penalties is that for them? Is they're around Five, the 23-yard line. So it would have been about a gain of nine for Armold. So he does get credit for it, but he'll end up getting walked back. But, yeah, talk about the middle of the schedule here for Mannheim Central. They played Susquehannock two weeks ago. Uh, not exactly world beaters out there. And then uh, you had Warwick, who they beat 49-0. You have Muhlenberg who has one victory this year. You have Lebanon, who hasn't had a victory since the Nixon administration. <laughs> and <laughs> all kind of lined up here right smack dab in the middle of the season. Oh, I'm sorry, Lebanon. <laughs> Han throwing out into the flat. It will be incomplete again as he is just struggling to complete that pass. He has him open looking in the direction of Kolk. Oh. Jerry liked that reference. Jerry probably would like that reference. <laughs> yeah, we got third and long here. <laughs> Sorry, that was so funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. Pick your pick your president of choice. I, I don't care. Jimmy Carter, <laughs> Lyndon Johnson. I don't. Whatever you want. All right. Warren Harding. I don't care. Just, uh, you know, pick a third pick a president. It's still a funny joke. Let's go, mules. Two wide receivers over to the right-hand side. Enter line to the left. High snap. Handed off to Armold. Armold once again just sprinting off the side. He'll get above the 20-yard line. Dives down as he ended up meeting. It's really hard to see. It might have been Urbaez coming from that safety position. So a solid gain there. 15 yards. Uh, they stick it on the 20-yard line. So Armold to gain a 13. Uh, like I said, him uh, warming up here, his touchdown run for 13 yards. Then he, Since then, he's run for 13, 9, and 13. Yeah, yeah. That was just an outside zone. They, they really found some sets with this, uh, running the ball outside. It's just a sprint play. Yeah, he's just sprinting outside. This time, he's got play a guy. action oh! Hahn. Hahn looking deep. Hahn looking into the end zone. Diving catch. Count it. Mannheim Central. With the catch, so there was a massive hold here. As I had my eyes down the field, and Muhlenberg not going to get it as a heck of a pitch and catch there. Puts up six more. Yeah, who caught it? Yeah, that's a good question. Enterline's <laughs> coming off the field here. So I believe that it was Enterline. So Hahn to enter line from was about 20 yards out. 20 yards. From 20. The extra point is good. Makes it 21 to nothing in favor of the Barons. 9.15 remaining here. Let's take a quick break. When we return, it'll be Muhlenberg football when we come back here on the Mule Sports Network.
Caruso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musos delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musos Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. You're listening to Ryan and Patrick on the Mule Sports Network. A 20-yard pitch and catch between Zach Hahn, his 16th touchdown throw. Sorry, make that 17th touchdown throw of the year. As Ortiz will take it in around the 15-yard line, bounces up to around the 25 before he's taken down. I'm not blame referee guy, but it was awfully close. It looked like inner line. I mean, it looked like Hahn was maybe past the line of scrimmage. Uh, when he threw it. That's what the Muhlenberg coaches were yelling about. They were hoping to get that call, but it's hard to call in high school football because he ran right to that line of scrimmage and then threw it. Love the uh, little squirt here that Mannheim Central has picking up the kicking tees. They send him out there, sprint him out to midfield, pick up the tee and sprint back. And he must be all of like three years old. <laughs> Probably one of the coach's sons. Oh, I'm sure he is. What an introduction to uh, high school football. Yep. This time, pop pass to Dotson. Dotson fumbles, ends up fumbling, trying to fumble it forward. And they're just going to say that he didn't have good possession of the football at all. Uh, yeah, they just do a pop pass. They love the call, and they, they popped it to him, and he just dropped it. Sapolo will be stuck on about 16 yards. His ninth pass attempt of the evening stops the clock with 9.02. Yeah. Let's get a first down. Let's get a first down. Need I remind you, please don't pound on the desk <laughs> up here in the press box. Uh, I would why? like to finish this game I'll in the I'll press box. This is true. Sapola, two wide receivers to his left-hand side. He'll look out to his right. Madueno with the catch, turns up field. He'll be stopped around the 28-yard line, gain of maybe three. Bring up third down. <laughs> that ball was in the air forever. I don't know what that did. <laughs> he took that a step like and a... threw it, and it was like a deep hitch. And when I, I thought that, that ball was in the air forever, but Dueno catches it. When Dueno catches it, then he usually gets tackled right it away. Looks like it was shot out of midair. <laughs> like somebody yelled pull, and <laughs> it just died. Uh, but it's good enough for about three. We'll bring up third down. Sapola. Eyes down the field, looking down the seam. Had Dotson running, and Dotson just couldn't track it down in the air. As running underneath it and forcing the incompletion there was Sipple. It'll be fourth down. Yeah, they, they, he had him for a second, just threw it behind him a little bit, you know. He just that, couldn't yeah. just couldn't spot it out of the air to yeah. make an adjustment. And that, you know, Tori, uh, Sapola does better when it's like anything 15 and in. You know, like an in or a hit slant or something like that. Anything deeper than that, his ball really flutters in the air. It's kind of a tough pass for him. Five for 11 for 19 yards is Sapola. Punt is away, and it's a good one. Enterline's going to take it around his 35, spritz up the right-hand side. Now he's outside the numbers. Flags down <laughs> on two different portions of the field. Have to imagine both of those are against Mannheim Central, and it's uh, pick your poison. 
Who do you want it called on? Yeah, I mean, real sloppy. You know, really, I mean. That's the I, thing I that's been, like, um, look, it's 21 nothing, and there's nothing taking that away from Mannheim Central, but this is not their cleanest game by a long stretch. You know, they had the uh, turning the ball over on fourth down on their first possession of the game. Mule's doing a good job stopping the vaunted uh, Baron offense. As, you know, there's one hold against the Barons. It'll walk them back. Those robber barons are always trying to steal stuff. They got to get uh, holdings. Got it. Now these aren't the guys who, uh, you know, built the railways and steel industry. <laughs> Need uh, to break it to you. Exit <laughs> administration. <laughs> I'm just all. I'm full of all sorts of U.S. history here this evening. I love it. Next, I'll bring up the uh, Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire at some point in time. Okay. 7:58 remaining here in the second. Fakes the handoff. Hahn will take it up the gut. Gets spun down as number 60 in on the tackle. As that is Robert Mogul. Stops him after about five. Yeah, you know, they, you know, they had so much success running it outside. So now fake it and let Hahn run up inside. Hahn's a, you know, a nice dual threat quarterback. He can run as well. He's not like Lamar Jackson, but he's a nice solid runner. <laughs> he is not Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Although his teammate is Ray Lewis. Zach. Zach Hahn, I mean, if you want to get technical here, 17 carries for negative 30 yards this year. Okay. I've seen him make some plays. Sacks count. And for as often as they throw, throwing in the direction of Enterline this time, met by Kyle Archie and unable to complete the pass there. Enterline struggling to bring it in. It'll be third down. Yeah, you know, just a slant and right in Interline's hands, and he dropped it, juggled it, but also Archie was right there to help knock it away. So nice job by uh, Kyle Archie and uh, Interline with the rear drop. Yeah, Hahn, uh, not usually. I mean, he would be technically the second option here. As Armold with the carry has the first down, drugged down from behind by Mikey Miller, but not until he's across the line to gain. Barons will have new life here with 706. Again, they, they're attacking the edges. They really like running the edges on, the, on sure the meals. Do. Well, they're just, you know, hey, we have athletes, and we're just going to – it's almost uh, – I don't want to say Chip Kelly-esque, but Chip Kelly was a big believer in, hey, the field is really wide. So if you start moving guys and stretching them out, it's just as good as stretching them down the field sometimes as it is making them stretch from side to side. So that's exactly what Mannheim Central's doing here. A little pitch play. Going out to Armold. Clemison trying to track him down. He gets around him, then scoots out of bounds. You know what makes Armold such a good runner is he never gets brought down by the first tackler. He always fights for that first tackle, and then it takes two or three guys later to bring him down. That's what makes him such a good runner. Armold back to the line of scrimmage. Wow. It'll be second down. A little hold on the Barons. And another hold. I would imagine the Barons, I mean, I wasn't keeping track. That would have been something nice to keep track of, but it would be I uh, have their you seventh. Have seven penalties. I have their seventh, I In think. the first half. Yeah, seven penalties. It just it's seven penalties, and you have a whole lot of holds in there, so they're uh, probably up above 50 yards, if I had to guess, in penalized yardage. Dave Hahn's not going to be happy with that, you know, head coach. And uh, I know Dave. Dave is a fiery guy, and, you know, I one time covered a game where they beat Hemfield. And he was so mad after the game they couldn't run the ball. He was yelling. I was just like, man, this guy's intense. 
it's pretty great to see. Well, when you set the standard yay high, as the Barons have done now for the past few decades, yeah, you're going to be uh, pretty miffed when you can't do the things that you know that you can do. Armold coming out to the sideline, has these legs taken out, as Urbaez is in on the stop. Urbaez, nice job coming from his free safety position, and he used the sideline to help him, and he penned him against there, and uh, only got a couple yards. Yeah, only got about three. Armold, by my calculations, 10 carries, 65 yards. So right on his average, and he's not going to blow the doors off uh, by breaking off huge yardage. He averages about 6.6. Uh, and sitting here right at 6.5 after 10 carries, right on his average. Trips right for Hahn. Enterline again, single wide receiver to the left. He looks Enterline's direction. And incomplete for the six foot three wide out. Little extracurricular as Kyle wow. Archie giving some jawing there to Enterline as Enterline gave him a little uh, left arm <laughs> shove after he push. got up. I, I, Let's I, go. I, I tell you, Kyle Archie's fired up, man. He's playing really good. This is well, I'm telling you, he's playing really good. And he was right there in his grill and he, he dropped it. Great coverage by Archie. Then he kind of gave oh. him a little push because Archie was running his mouth. But I've seen this story before. And uh, here you go, my first mention of it. Last year, Exeter Mannheim Central, it was Aaron Enterline as a junior playing spoiler to uh, Joey Schlaffer, the Penn State tight end commit. And he was draped all over him. Schlaffer did virtually nothing in that game. And we're going to have a false start called against Mannheim Central. Which will walk him back. It'll be third and 22. Number eight they're, penalties. They're backed up all the way to Bojangles here on third down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean... There's a Bojangles on 5th Street Highway, it's, and it's in that direction. I, so. I saw it the first time I drove here, and I was like, I didn't know there was any it's Bojangles one of the only, up north. It's one of the Fun only fact, Bojangles. that is the only Bojangles anywhere in PA. I got to go there and eat. I haven't ate there in a long time. You're going to hate yourself afterwards, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. worth it when you're doing it. True. 5.43 remaining, 3rd and 22. As Hahn looks to his left, out into the flat is Armold, and Armold gains a few, keeps the clock wound. Bring up fourth down. Yeah, you know, they they just look to try to get a couple yards and make it manageable fourth down. He completed to Arnold for, what, six yards? Six. And so now they got fourth and 12. Last time, fourth and, you know, 10 and 11, and they complete the touchdown pass. So let's see if they can stop it here. Fourth and about 13 here. Same trips right formation, Armold. To Hahn's right. Hahn, out of the gun, fakes, has to dance around the pocket, finally escapes, scoots upfield, and he's going to be tackled well before he gets to the first down as Muhlenberg, man, had him on the ropes. He thought that he escaped, and Torek was able to track him down from behind. Another turnover on downs. If I told you before this game that Muhlenberg was going to force a second turnover on downs here against this uh, Barons offense. You probably would have laughed me out of the press box. It's they're playing, they're flying around, they're making plays. You got to like this way the secondary has. The secondary hasn't given up any big pass plays really outside that fourth down touchdown path. So the defense is doing their part. You know, that's twenty-one nothing, but still that's pretty good. Let's go get some first downs here, Mules. Sapola under center eye formation. Usually we'll say this 
a little bit closer to the goal line. Pitches to Miller. Miller has to go all the way back. He's going <laughs> to lose some yards. Yikes. That, that was tough. <laughs> Yikes. It was a high toss to Miller. He bobbled it, and by the time that he looked up, he tried to bounce it a little bit further <laughs> outside. And he should have just thrown it uh, because he ends up losing. Seven. Ooh, it's going to be more than that. Eight? As the ball is on the 37-yard line. Yeah, so it'll be a loss of seven, second and 17. They just ran old school, student body right, and tossed it out to him. And it just, they didn't have it blocked well, and he jumbled it. So it was kind of, they're, they're staying with the eye now. Same formation. I Torque lined up behind Cipolla, Miller behind him. This time, he'll roll out, able to escape one, throws it, and that one knocked incomplete. A flag thrown late. That's pass interference on uh, Main Ave Central. Or defensive and holding. It's in the direction of pass interference or holding. It would be <laughs> Michael Torres, the guilty party, the 5'8 senior defensive back. Looking around saying, what the heck did I do? Uh, it will be a hold against it's Mannheim it's Central. It's not an automatic first down, though. It is not, but it will rip off a healthy chunk of that uh, initial loss of seven yards and march them back up to the 40-yard line, so it'll make it second down and 17. There One of the go. longest gains of the entire <laughs> uh, evening here for Muhlenberg. Oh, Ten yards man. on the hold. Not bad, not bad. All right, second and nine. Let's get a first down, Mules. Come on, we got this. Well, you think I'm kidding, but no, it is the longest play for the Muhlenberg what offense. What if you toss it to Miller and Miller throws one up for a touchdown? Well, this time he'll hand the ball off to Miller. Miller escapes wow. one tackler. Trying to get out of his second. Ends up getting spun forward, and it's going to be awfully close to a first down as he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Brody Doherty. And we do have an injured mule on the, on the field. Down around the 35-yard line. It will be second down and short. Has a gain of about seven yards. Mifflin and Wilson knotted up at 14. Even more interesting. Hang on a second. Let's click that again. The time of possession, Mifflin... <laughs> 18 minutes, 34 seconds. Wilson, 2 minutes and 30 seconds at halftime. As Governor Mifflin says, hey, we're going to run the football. And Wilson says, hey, we have Tommy Unsiger. We're going to throw the football. And there you go. Gecalico, 42 nothing over Elko. Aaron Longenecker, a 94-yard touchdown run. Yay. My guy, Brian Stroll, does a great job out there. Oh, my God. It's a friend of mine. He does a great job. Wow. Twin Valley in a battle with Slanko, 7-7. Seven, 7-7, seven. Seven, seven. Slanko went 80 yards, 17 plays down the field to make it 7-7. Seven, seven. Who else we got here? Penn Manor tying it up against Hempfield, 13-all. A 74-yard pass from uh, Fernier to Josiah Torres wow. nodding that game up. Yeah, huh? uh, you know, man, uh, um, Hempfield's a little down this year. And, and I'm shocker. Township up 35 nothing. Over what McCaskey, right? Yep. Yeah, it's a coach the, uh, of McCaskey. Red Storm. Best thing about uh, going to McCaskey games or listening to uh, Dave Frenchy Bauman. Yes. If you are uh, 
You ever went to any type of Reading Phillies game? Yep. Up until circa 2000, I don't know, six, seven. Uh, right before they did the full rebrand, that was Dave Frenchy Bauman as the voice in the stadium. And you go there, and I had to tell him last year when I called the uh, McCaskey Cedar Crest game, I was just like, I have to tell you, and this is going to sound weird, but your voice is like a warm blanket to me because I go to Reading Phillies games, and it was always your voice. And the reason that I wanted to go into sport management and work in sports was partially because of the joy that I had going to those Reading Phillies games as a kid. So it's just like warm, fuzzy feeling. It was my first job when I was 16 working as a ticket taker. So that was always what I wanted to end up doing. But, um, you know, hearing Dave's voice between there, the Reading Royals, it's, like I said, it's like a warm blanket. You just shroud yourself in it, and it's just warm, cozy, and <laughs> I don't know. That's the only way that I can explain it. All right. Let's move on from that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, the I bad think thing about McCaskey <laughs> is having to climb up to the uh, second deck of the press box, which is just a <laughs> yeah. tiny little hole in the ceiling and a little uh, ladder that you have to climb. <laughs> I used to coach there, and I would have an iPad, <laughs> and I'd, I'd always, I was like, i got to bring a backpack, and you had to go up there. Okay, you, you want to you, you hear a story? Yeah, we have time. Okay, we're playing Penn Manor, and it's the same day as Ohio State-Penn State. Mr. Buckeye here, and Ohio State is losing to Penn State at 7-0. It's the same. We played on Saturday night. Same night as the game. I'm so mad. I take my phone, and I throw it, and it bounces and falls down <laughs> the, the booth, down, the, down, and it almost hits a fan. So I had to climb down that fire thing and go get it, and I'm like, I am so sorry, ma'am. I, I almost hit you that. I am so I apologize. She's like, no problem. I you're never just seen a, a you're phone just a, throwing down the, the, the air. So. You were a menace in press boxes. I don't know, I don't know how <laughs> else to describe you. You're an absolute menace. True. I mean, I'm surprised I'm allowed back up here after <laughs> Getting scolded uh, the first game. Oh, there's still time. There's still time. I don't. I don't know. If we'll have a doink uh, in this game, or 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 not. or I don't think we're gonna have the the two letters OT. I would highly doubt it. It's twenty-one nothing. Three forty-six uh, remaining down here. here. Does not look good. I'm. I mean, you know, say a prayer here for the Mules player. Yeah, the entire Mules squad taking a knee here on the sideline. We have, again, a Mules player down around the 35-yard line, helmet off, about four or five trainers surrounding him. But unfortunately, we saw this last week as well and hope to not make, make it a, a weekly tradition here as Aiden Lopez was tackled out of bounds last week against Governor Mifflin and ended up being transported away on the gurney had to take the stretcher out to the Tower Health EMS service. Oh, Taken into West Reading. He's talking to the, the Reading. Uh, Dave Hahn's talking to his players. I don't know if they're going to go in the locker room or something. I don't know. They look yeah, they're all, serious. Yeah, they're all circled up here. And again, uh, really difficult to tell exactly who it is. I can tell you who it's not by who's in that offensive huddle. Yeah, so it's not Sapolo, it's not Dodson, it's not Torek, it's not Mikey Miller. So that would leave a lineman, and yeah, 
Mannheim Central is going to go into the locker room here with 3.46 remaining, 21-0. So, yeah, hate to make this a uh, weekly thing, but here we are again. Time is a flat circle. Was it Yogi Berra? It's deja vu all over again. Muhlenberg will now sprint off the field into the locker room. So they are going to uh, take halftime right now. We have uh, Wes Clemens' dad coming in here to, to alert us. So they will go directly to halftime. They'll shave off the uh, 3.46 from the clock here. The Muhlenberg player is up and responsive. Yeah, so I, I guess that makes sense. You know, I don't. Do they come back and play the second? Three forty. Yeah, they'll come back and they'll play the second quarter. They just go right to the third and fourth. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm uncertain, but it was uh, number five, Julian Cologne, who ended up down on the play, and he is walking gingerly off the field. A lot of support, taking it step by step, exiting the field here. So I believe that they are going to play the 346 just after halftime. So we still will have a full 48-minute football game ahead of us here. Uh, we'll just end up playing the additional 346 after the team's return from the locker room. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I have not seen that before. I guess it makes sense because, you, you know, you didn't know how long it would take him. And, and you know, you don't want him just sitting out there. So go get rest up and come back out and play the second half plus 346. Cruz, a five foot uh, eight buck seventy running back slash defensive back, out there as an offensive weapon, and glad to see him up. Not quite under his own power, but he is able to uh, scoot himself onto the table there and get looked at by the trainers. So, hopefully, all good things for uh, Julian Cologne. We wish him the best and uh, hope that everything works out for uh, for him. However, they. Uh, you know, whatever help that he needs here as uh, walking yes. off the field here at the end of the first half. But that will do it. It'll be uh, 21-0. They're marching the, uh, the marching bands out here on the field. We'll get to hear Mannheim Central for halftime, and uh, that'll do it. So 21-0. Uh, we will uh, come back, recap, uh, well, most of the first half uh, when we return, and do a look around the Lancaster Lebanon League as well. But for now, enjoy some uh, groovy tunes, I'm sure, and uh, some love from our sponsors. And when we return, uh, we'll have halftime here in uh, Laureldale. 21 nothing. Mannheim Central on top. More to come when we return right here on the Mules Sports Network.
Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. 
For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burks football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. It's Ryan Lina Weaver and Patrick Wider on the Mule Sports Network. Back here in Laureldale, 21-0 in favor of Muhlenberg. Over on the uh, other station, you got Exeter leading Warwick 14-7 at the half. Yeah, Warwick is not a bad team. 
Yeah, you know, I know they're, the, I know the record, de- record's deceiving. Yeah, like like they, they they they're not a bad team. I I know that coaching staff. They do a good job. They just sometimes it happens. You know, you you lose some games. So yeah, um, they're Exeter's finally in a dogfight. That's a little shocker, but I, I I guess you expected it. Hemfield thirteen, Penn Manor thirteen. So Penn Manor's trying to get their second win of the year. There you go, Muhlenberg trying to do the same. So they're back out here onto the field, trying to pump up the crowd. It was halftime, but it wasn't halftime. Kind of. <laughs> it was something, that's for darn sure. We uh, ended up calling the first half a bit early as Julian Cologne was the man down on the field. They were able to get him up and off the field. Needed a lot of help getting there. I suspect that he may still be back in the locker room. Yeah, I mean... Oh, he's actually down here on the bench. He has his jersey off and everything. It did look good. He could barely put any weight on his legs, though. Yep, so he will uh, hang out here as uh, Muhlenberg getting in the big old circle to uh, stretch out here for the first half. Meanwhile, uh, Mannheim Central doing their best uh, rendition of Remember the Titans. Lined up every uh, five yards in a straight line from the 50 to the 25. Are they, uh, I think, did the Mules have the ball? Uh, yeah. They had the ball. Muhlenberg started with the ball. So we're going to start three with 3.42 left to go in the second quarter. We're going to play it, and then we're going to play the last two quarters. So we just had halftime just a little early. Yep, so free football here for the second half. Except for the people who paid. Except for the people who paid. Still the same amount of uh, just moving around where the minutes at land. Taking a look at the uh, stat sheet here. Obviously, coming into this game, you knew that, all right, you're going to have to throw the football successfully uh, to have a chance here. Sapola throwing it 11 times, making five completions for 19 yards. Uh, meanwhile, on the ground, Torek. Four carries for negative two, Miller one for negative seven. So the Muhlenberg offense, about 10 yards of total offense by my count. I'm not sure what you have on your stat sheets. I haven't even looked over at yours. And I think you're scaring, about right. You're scaring me a bit. No, I think that's about right. <laughs> I haven't totaled them. I'm just uh, trying to do this uh, little stats, help you out. And uh, I gotta, I'm writing Mike Drago's article tonight on the game. So a little double duty for me, so I'm trying to do some stats here. So, uh, yeah, not very good. Uh, no first down yet. No first down yet. Like I said, I wasn't kidding when the longest play of the half for the Mules was a 10-yard uh, holding call against Mannheim Central. So they'll look to uh, get off the schneid here starting off the first half. Mannheim Central, by the way, Armold 10 carries for 65 and a score. Hahn 3 carries for 23. Hahn's also... Tossed the rock around quite a bit. 15 attempts here this evening. Of which he's completed eight passes, two scores, and 75 yards through the air. Enterline has been his favorite target. Three catches, 37 yards, and two scores for the senior wideout. Getting some D2 looks. Yeah, I, th- I think he has an offer to Wheeling, and I don't think he's got an offers yet, but, like, he definitely is a D2 player. and like Oh, certainly is. I, I don't know. Maybe I could see him playing FCS, but I don't know if we'll get any offers for FCS. But, man, you imagine him at D2? Certainly D2. Oh. 
Man, like a ship or something? Ooh. He'd be a good player. Certainly would. I don't know what his 40 time is. That's the big thing. They will put the 346 up on the board. They got a first down? Uh, would be. Well, we'll see how they end up marking it. They do have it marked as a first down 10. <laughs> first down mules. <laughs> no, I thought it was like third, whatever. I thought they would just leave it there. Maybe the officials forgot what it was. That's said, probably. Ah, let's just give a first. Yeah, that's probably ten. fine. Nobody scribbled it in their notebook. Me and I said, just like, all right, whatever. Let's just let's just play ball. Muhlenberg offense picking up right where they left off. I formation torque. Mikey Miller in the backfield. Cipolla under center. Cipolla this time turns, hands off to Miller. Miller met immediately in the backfield as that was number nine, Brody Dockerty swooping in, making the stop. I think they had 22 people in, uh, within five yards there. Uh, there was a lot of people in the box. It was kind of tough to run that one. That's not the way math works, but I'll allow it. There was it a makes lot it of second guys, and 13. A lot of guys up in the, uh, the box and uh, – Miller had no chance, so they had Torek at fullback and Miller at running back, and they're running like a, like a ISO play, you know, off the guard, and it just wasn't there. They're still sticking with it. Miller, two carries for negative 10 now. He'll stay in the backfield, so they will continue with this I formation. Sapola, this time rolling to his right, getting chased down, and he's going to be swarmed from behind. As man, oh, man, he had Zion rolling tracking him down from the very start of that play. It was like a slow-motion car wreck that you just saw coming, and there's nothing that Sapola could do about it. It was tough. I mean, Sapola had no chance there. Uh, you know, it just, you know, they, they were trying to run a double move with, 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 with Dueno, and it just didn't work. You know, he wasn't open, and then uh, he had guys in his face and got sacked. Back to the spread offense. Back to old trusty here with 2.22 remaining in the second quarter. That's right, still second quarter. Sapola in the gun, takes it, fires out into the flat, and Miller contested immediately as Cody Hess that time in on the stop. Solid job there from the sophomore. Makes a fourth down. Yeah, again, it's really tough. They're trying to throw the ball there. You know, he tries to get to Miller in the flat, and... Uh, you know, not much you can do. Good coverage there, incomplete. And it's a punt. My favorite play. Be from the 35-yard line. Lined up once again. Right around his own 20 is Maiden. Maiden takes it in. Punt is away. High spiraling one is going to bounce around the 40. Take a Muhlenberg bounce to Enterline. Enterline didn't even have control of that football. <laughs> When he was touched, you could literally see the ball between his legs and you saw him reach back and grab it. Yeah, he bobbled it, and then he went between his legs, and he just oh, okay, I'm just going to go down here. Yeah, good punt there. Muhlenberg very clearly working on special teams this past uh, week. They had another one go last week, right? Over mm -hmm. They did. As uh, Maiden has had uh, all of them hit him right in the mitts. So Sapola has certainly... Uh, Gotten a few more practice reps in between last week and this one. Well, pop pass this time to Armold. Armold trying to get around the outside. Now cutting back to his left, storming upfield, still on his feet. He'll be taken down in tandem by Torek and Mikey Miller. 
not before he gets a first down and plenty more. He's just so quick. He just he's not necessarily fast. He's just quick, and he gets out there in the seam, and, and he just quick and keeps running by guys. And you're like, how's he running by guys? But he does, and, and great job there by Arnold in the open field, and got what about 15 yards there. 11 carries. I have him for 19 on that one. 84 yards as he gets up to the 50. He was taken off from the 31 that time. Wait, wait was that a run? Yes. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I probably should be uh, 19. Sorry, that would make it 94 yards. This time, run it out to Arnold on the right-hand side, and he's going to be close to a first. They've really found success running off tackle. Yep. Everything caves down, and then Arnold... Armo just finds the seam and just hits it. Armold, a gain of 10 on the play. Sorry, gives him 75 yards on the ground. 37 through the air. It's almost halftime. Oh, wait, never mind. 120 left to play here in the second as, again, taking halftime early due to the injury oh my God. to Julian Cologne. Cologne is on the sideline. Hahn looking around, surveying, able oh, to break two tackles in the backfield. Now firing out oh. into the flat, has his man in Armold, and it's going to be a first down and stop that clock. Oh, my God. They had him dead rights for a sack. And he, had him dead to rights. He, and he broke two tackles, and he kept his head downfield, and uh, he hit Arnold for, like, nine yards. They're going to say nine yards for Armold. Oh. He, they were trying to do a double move with uh, Interline, like a slant and go. and um, But, you know, it was well covered, and then he felt pressure, and then he broke two tackles, and then found out the flat. Second down and one. Uh, Arnold's a nice player. He could do everything. He catches the ball well. You know, he breaks uh, tackles. I mean, look at him out there in slot receiver. He's a nice player. This time throw is to Enterline. Enterline breaks Kyle Archie's tackle, breaks another, finally scoots out of bounds. So Enterline will get within the 15 down to about the uh, 14 or so, gain of 17. You know, Enterline made one of the most fantastic catches I've ever seen against uh, that Smyrna when he jumped up and caught over three guys. I mean, he is... He is a special receiver, and I, you know, sorry I keep bringing him up, Mules fans, but he's just a really special player. And just on that, just a hitch, breaks a couple tackles, and goes against 19 yards. Enterline, 696 yards. We should mention, by the way, that Bryson Armold has uh, broken the 3,000-yard barrier Dang. for his career. He's also broken. Uh, he's also going to be uh, awfully close to uh, 800 by the end of this drive here. They fake the pitch. Hahn unable to escape. As he is wrapped up for Romeo Grulon. Stops the clock with 38 seconds left as Hahn will take a timeout. 38 seconds left here in the second quarter. Are they treating this like? I would have to imagine that they're okay. treating this okay, as like in the half, like, yeah, you end of the half. Okay, all right. I, I was confused. Can't imagine how they wouldn't. Well, they're like, not going to just let this roll into the third. So they've had some success on this drive going empty. And I think empty could be, you know, they could have some success against Exeter looking down the road because Hahn being a, you know, second-year starting quarterback, you could really put him in some favorable passing matchups 
And also, you can bring, you know, Arnold, Arnold in motion or bring Interline in motion, hand the ball off. Or you can, you know, or you can hand the ball off or you can fake it and let Hahn run. You can also throw the ball as well. Zach Hahn coming into this game, completing over 68% of his passes for just shy of 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, just one interception. Yeah, I know he's got some SCS looks. I don't know if offers yet. So he's an, him, him and Interline are both probably D2 FCS type kids. So I definitely think they're going to be playing college football somewhere. Hahn in the gun as Enterline in that near s slot. He'll step up, rolls to his right out of the pocket, Ooh. and the pass is dropped. Well, he had him, and had him easily. Had he had Callahan caught that, he would have been in for the score, but instead the 5-5 wideout watches it go through the hands. They ran mesh, so the defenders are crossing at each other, and, and when you're in a zone, you can lose him, and then your man, you can lose him, and he was wide open. He catches it. He he scampers in for the end zone. He just dropped it. He, I think he turned up field to try before to score he before he had it because he was like, there's nobody there. Yep. Bring up third down and 10. 32 and a half remaining. I think I read the same play. Not quite possible. Right, nah, eh, they got trips now. Yeah, this time they'll run trips left. Once again, working Enterline 1v1. Or Baez will go over to the left-hand side. Hahn literally throws it up, and there's an interception! Picked off by Muhlenberg. And it looks like it's number 45, Jeffrey Collado, with the pick. That time, Hahn just trying to do too much. He tried to underhand throw it, and, well, didn't work in his favor this time. They did run the same play. They ran mesh again. He was open. But what he did was he had pressure in his face, and he just tried to throw it to him. And it was advised by Hahn. you got to take the sack there. You know, it, it probably won't bite him in the butt in this game. But in the future games, you know, his dad's going to be like, hey, you got to take a sack there. you gotta know, you got to know when to live to play another down. And that was a bad play that, that by Zach Hahn there. Ball will be spotted around the eight-yard line. There was a penalty on Mules. Legal, I think, maybe personal foul. Yeah, just take a knee. 20 seconds left to go in the half. Yeah, I would say. Take a knee and live to see another day. <laughs> Where your offense eight. is going, you you're might on go the backwards. Eight. Yeah, you're on the eight-yard line. Oh, jeez. Oh, not gun. They are going to run gun. Oh, jeez. Bunch formation. Sapola, pop pass. Oh, jeez. Hey, man. Ill-advised there as Dotson catches the football. He'll lose three yards. Can we please just go into the half? <laughs> Is it half? It will be right here. <laughs> All right. There you go. Now it's halftime. Now teams will swap sides of the field, and we'll start the third quarter here in short order. But before we do that, let's take a break. 21 nothing. Now that we've... Officially, unofficially hit halftime. 21 nothing in favor of Mannheim Central. It'll be Muhlenberg football deep in their own territory when we return here on the Mule Sports Network. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. 
There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the Oldies on Monday, Open Mic Tuesday, Trivia or Live Music on Wednesday, Thursday is Karaoke with Angie, and Live Music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The New Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. You're listening to Ryan and Patrick on the Mule Sports Network. And I'm Central lining up to receive the kickoff here to begin the second half. Jerry's going to have a real treat putting together the podcast and deciding (laughs) where he wants to cut it. I would assume it's probably going to be before. But uh, you got injured player on the field. The teams ended up going into the locker room. A little over three minutes ahead of uh, their regularly scheduled time to uh, hit the showers at halftime. You don't get the showers at halftime, though, right? No, I would probably not. Probably don't have time for that. No, no, you don't. But here we go, second half, 21 nothing. Let's go, Mules. Second half about to be underway. Maduino is looking to put down the kick around the 40-yard line. I'll put it on the tee and take a few steps backwards. Mr. Innerline is back. Shocking. I am shocked. And he's single man back, standing on the five-yard line. Bedueno getting ready to start the second half. Whistle is blown. Arm up in the air, looking around, making sure everyone's ready. Up to the spot. And a little squib kick here up the right-hand side. It's going to be taken in by number 14, Gets a good block there by Enerline as Cody Hess able to scoot ahead of the 40. And good starting field position here for the Barons. You know, overall, I think, I know it's 21 nothing, so it's a little weird to say, but I thought the Mules' defense played really well. And, uh, you know, they've limited Maynard Central. They had a bad break on that pony on West mm-hmm. Clemson that I think was ridiculous. So that was a bad break. Um, but their offense has done nothing, and their defense has hung in there and, you know, I know 21 points is, is a lot, but they I thought they've made a lot of good plays and they at least slowed them down the best they can. Bunch formation this time for the Barons. Hahn in the gun, Armold behind him. Nice thing about the Barons is they don't sub out very often. Pitch play to Armold. Thinks about cutting it upfield. Now tries to bounce it to the outside. It'll be stopped after a gain of about five. 
Uh, looking at their stats, they do not cycle anybody in or out of there. They have their guys, and that's who they stick with. Zach Hahn, 117 attempts coming into tonight's game. Ray Lewis with one. And you know exactly the which one it is. It's a game Smyrna. winner against Smyrna. Uh, yeah. Threw it 38 yards into triple coverage that you said to enter line for the touchdown and the game winner. Hahn dropping back into the flat. Ends up finding his man. Has Sipple. Sipple able to jump forward to the 45 for a first down. I mean, that's a simple play, but that's a great throw by Hahn. He throws it right on the money right when he's out of the break. And when he catches it, he turns up field and get a couple yards. I mean, that's the type of throw that college coaches are going to see. And go, yeah, that Zach Hahn could, you know, make some throws. So, gain of 10. Hahn up to about a buck 30 by my count. As, once again, Bryson Armold. Gaining a solid gain there on first down. Gain of 8. Normal up to about 88 yards on 13 carries. Well, yeah, people are, you know, Manhattan Township's a small school. You know, I think they're 4A, right? So they're a smaller school, so they, they don't have a lot of kids, and a lot of them go both ways. Jordy Lopez coming in at left tackle. They'll run almost directly at him as Hahn on the QB keeper gets the first down. Yeah, they faked inner line on the jet sweep, and then uh, Hahn ran upfield and was able to get the first down. From the 37 to about the 27. Gain of 10. What's, you know, what's interesting, as I was telling you before the game, Mike Williams, a legendary head coach, is still on staff. He's a receivers coach on staff for Main Absent Central. Fate pitches out to Armold, who, trying to find some real estate, gets down close to the 20-yard line. Hardo uh, was running out of bounds, and there's a little kid on the mule side. Like, try giving him a high five. And the kid's like, nah, I don't want to give you a high five. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Sorry, Armon. Gain of six to about 94 yards on the ground is Bryson. Bunch formation once again. Hahn out oh. into the flat, wide open, and that one off the hands. Yeah, that was a catchable ball there by Sipple. Unable to make the grab. Brings up third down. I mean, if he catches that, he's got a lot of grass in front oh, of him. Yeah. It's just a speed out. They're bringing everybody in tight in a bunch look, and then them, they're either running outside or they're having them run out, and the mules are just they are stuck inside, them, and then they're not able to go out and cover them. Hahn Anderline to his near side here, along with Sonny Callahan. Two wide receivers up to the north end of the field as well. Sipple, the inside receiver. He'll look to his left. Looking out into the flat, nice dangerous play. play there as, man, oh, man. Brings up fourth down, but Jeffrey Collado, once again, nearly right place, right time as the sophomore linebacker. Who, play your cards right. You have a pick six, young fella. Yeah, Collado was right there. I tell you what, Collado, get your butt in the weight room uh, offseason. Next year, come back, he's going to be a, a hell of a player. He's made a lot of plays this year, and he's only going to get better. Fourth down and four as they've elected to toss the pigskin around here. Trips right formation. Hahn has Armold to his left. Looking to his right, nowhere to go. Escapes the pocket. Now to his left. He has the first down. He's inside the 10-yard line before hurtling out of bounds. And had Hahn dead to rights, he's able to escape the pocket and get a first down. He's sneaky quick. A little bit. 
you know, people don't realize bit. how quick he is. And I, I saw it when I broke down his fi- film in the winter. The, somebody told me, you've got to watch that con. I watched it, and I was blown away. There was a couple of plays where he had people in his backfield, just like here, and he's about to get sacked. And he threw like a 60-yard touchdown pass to the inner line. And he is sneaky quick, and he's a gamer. Good job keeping his eyes down the field, escaping the pocket. This time, thrown out into the flat and an easy touchdown. For Bodie Sipple, that one almost like a little, uh, you know, a slot screen there to Sipple, and he marches in. Yeah, just, you know, they're, they're really attacking the edges again. Just threw out there a little bubble screen, slip screen. He catches it, and he, he turns up, and good blocking on the edge and makes the touchdown. What was that, 12 yards? Give or take. Oh, it is 11, I believe. So 40 yards for Sipple, his first touchdown grab. So the third touchdown pass of the game for... Zach Hahn. Extra point attempt is up and good. It's 28-0 with 9.54 to play. Let's take a quick break before they kick the ball off. If our producer is still awake. What? Commercial. Commercial. Come on, young buck. Under 10 to play here in the third quarter. Again, a four-touchdown margin here for Mannheim Central. When we return here on the Mule Sports Network. I can run away. Why don't you turn me The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You're listening to Ryan and Patrick on the Mule Sports Network. 9.54 remaining here in the third quarter of action. 28-0 in favor of the visiting Barons of Mannheim Central. Kickoff is away, and it's taken in there by number 30. It's JV and Ortiz. Ortiz able to spin his way down to the 30. Okay. Goal number one. Get a first down. Goal number two. It's almost like that was uh, your number one item on your, uh, you know, keys to the game. Goal number there it is, two. Keys to victory. Number one, first down. What? Goal number two. Two first downs. Let's go. Come on, Mules. Well, they've largely done an okay job of stopping the big plays. I mean, there hasn't been game-breaking runs or passes. They've kept everything in front of them. So the defense has largely been doing a pretty okay job. Handoff is to Miller. Miller trying to uh, cut back up field. He's going to be stopped at the line of scrimmage. It's been a problem all year. They cannot run the ball. It's been well documented the entire year. They've not been able to run the ball. And it just it's so hard to go out and throw the ball every time when you can't run the ball. And that's just been a problem all year. We we continue to talk about it. Mules fans know what the problem is the old line struggled and you just can't run the ball and it puts a lot of burden well, on the quarterback. That's what that weight room's for. Get just got it installed this past off season. They'll have a full year of that brand new weight room as they look to uh Return to the glory days of years gone by. 
Dotson in motion. Zapola rolling out. Tough pitch and catch to Madueno. So Madueno's going to take that one in. And what was virtually triple coverage is they had the safety help <laughs> coming yards. down. And uh, a very tough catch. Like three people for, for two yards. For, uh, there, it's going to be one. As, uh, and it's going to be third down and eight. So there you go. And it's an excruciating way to uh, get your 20th yard passing if you're Sapolo. <laughs> but Dueno now up to two catches for four yards. Bunch formation, third down and eight. And I'm showing blitz, have three rushing. Dotson with the catch. He has the first down. He's across the 50 inside enemy territory. This man, nice. asleep at the wheel were the Barons. Nice job. They, they hit uh, my man Dotson over the middle, and he got about 15 yards. Oh, 22 on that 22. one. 22. I can't count. I'm a social studies uh, teacher. Actually, they're going to be at the 45. Nice job. They, they were it's running that mesh concept. Again, they're coming across the middle, and he was wide open. They completed it, and they got a first down. So for Dotson, his second catch for 26 yards. That one going for 23. First down, Mules. Trips left formation. Torek lined up to the right. Torek receives the handoff. Up the middle, has some yardage. He's down at the 35-yard line, and now we're cooking with some gas. Cooking <laughs> with some gas. I like that one. It'll be a first down. Back to back. Two first downs. Pat might have an aneurysm. <laughs> as we're inside eight minutes to play here in the third. Yeah, they got two first downs. You got some uh, uh, tranquilizers for me? <laughs> some sedatives are on tap here as Torek with the handoff, cutting his way upfield. Able to get a couple more yards as in on the stop was Owen Eichelberger. Man, I'm Central starting to sub in some young guys in there. So, uh, you know, get some let us guys Let ones. us have the moral victories, Pat. <laughs> I'm just letting everybody know that's all right. That's good. Keep moving the ball. It is 28-0. Muhlenberg still driving that football. Sapola in the gun. Bunch formation again. Sapola pressure behind him. Dotson, I don't know if he was looking for a, if it was a screen set up. It certainly didn't look like it because Dotson didn't have any blockers. I think no, Dotson they, just they were stopped doing, his they route were doing there that in the mesh, middle. That mesh concept. And all meshes, I know it's hard to say on the radio, is two guys go across from yeah, each other. And it's probably a Madden play for <coughs> Ryan over there. It, it's a staple in the spread offense. Oh, and, yeah, it and creates confusion. If they're in a zone defense, it's all right. Do I keep running with my guy? <laughs> do I stop and run the opposite direction, run with the guy crossing in front of me? Creates some confusion in there. And we saw it with Dotson coming across the formation. Yeah, he had pressure in his face. He had to throw it. Yeah, that one, he had to throw it inside. Torek, a counter play. Gets it back across the 30, maybe gains a yard. We'll be down at the 29. So fourth and five for the Mules. Yeah, four down territory here. Fourth and four on the 29. Just have to get to the 25. And they are chewing some time off this clock. Getting 28-0, trailing by four touchdowns. Is Madueno lined up to the near side? Three wide receivers up top. No safety. <laughs> They're just bringing the No heat. safety. They're just allowing it to happen. 
They fire it down the seam. That one is nearly intercepted, trying to get it to Miller, who's behind him and getting a hand on it. Uh, was number 17, Bodie Sipple. Yeah, they just brought the house, and it was man-to-man -man off there. Yeah, he he just, just took his back foot and threw it. He had, I mean, uh, Sipola had no chance in that one. pressure off both edges. <laughs> that time they brought two more guys than Muhlenberg could block. And, like, they're they're good in the secondary with coverage, so it's like, where are you going to go with the ball? You just kind of throw it up, and, you know. So there you go. Manheim Central Dell takes over on offense. We don't see Ray Lewis yet. 6.08 left to play. No, again, I mean, you're, you're talking about who touches the football here, and Hahn does not give up the football to his backup. There we go. So this time, they only had 10 players rush in the 11th. Handoff is to Armold. Armold once again sprinting off that right-hand side and gets the first down. Every time I see, I hear Armold's name, I just want to say Benedict Arnold. <laughs> but it's Armold, not Arnold. Armold. I know. I know. It, I just think of Ar Ar Benedict Arnold. I don't know why. I got him at 106 on 15 carries. Slacker. What an awful night for him. <laughs> he's just a nice solid running back. I don't know how he's going to recover. Up above 800 yards now on the year Jeez. as Armold once again tossing, turning, spinning his way down, gets another first down. How tall do you think he is? Well, I can tell you what he's listed at. And that it? would be five foot six. Yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, he's not big, uh, but he's he's a bowling ball. He's got these thick legs, and he just doesn't go down. Got to sprint off. Come on, Mules. Ah, I got to call a timeout. Another 10-yard gain, and, yeah, they have to take a timeout as, unfortunately, trying to make his way off the field was uh, number 78, Jack Carmona, as he was struggling. And they will take a timeout. So will we. 28 nothing. 5.43 left to play here in the third. More to come when we return here on the Mule Sports Network. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. You're listening to Muhlenberg Football on the Mule Sports Network. Hahn takes it in the gun, escapes a would-be sack. He's out, got a first down, spinning. We have another flag down on the ground. He's going to take a hard tackle here, and it's likely coming back. It's thrown back around the line of scrimmage, so my intuition would tell me that's a hold. Yeah, it's holding. You know, what happens when you start scrambling around, your, your linemen are trying to block for you, and then they... They can grab a guy, and I think that's what happened there. Hahn showing off his fleet feet there. They'll walk it back. He just doesn't go down. I mean, he you know, he just does not go down after the first tackler. Oh, it'll be a block in the back. Oh, come on, no yawning. <laughs> that wasn't a yawn. I don't know what you're talking about. Half it was a yawn on the 45-yard line. Half a yawn there. It was half a yawn. <laughs> Need more Skittles, apparently. Yeah, I think we ate them all. I think we did eat did them we all. Did we eat all the Skittles? 
I brought all the Skittles up here for everybody. Had all the Skittles. I'll bring a mini fridge for next week. Sounds good. I'm down. And again, margaritas with five stromboli. Five. Well, we're all eating stromboli this weekend. One for each person up here in the press box. I love it. Thank you, margaritas. <laughs> I, I don't turn down free food. Trips left formation. Han looking over to his dad on the sideline. Ends up throwing the screen to Arnold. Oh. Nice block there to oh. spring him. He's out. That's and a, another flag thrown. I think it's He's a, down around the 30, and without a doubt. I think it was a block one, in the back. Yeah, this one will come back. back. So uh, Armold will uh, receive credit for about 11 yards there. Are they gonna, They might call the big thing is that peel back block. That was the first play of the game against Octorera. It was block in the back. Okay. Block yeah. in the back again. Could you, could you imagine. Uh, how cool it would be for cool for Dave Hahn to coach his son, Zach. That's be such a cool experience. That'd be some tough moments, too, mm-hmm. but still kind of cool. They'll end up just walking him back to the, to the uh, previous line of scrimmage at the 45-yard line. So it was a gain of 10, and then they'll walk off 10. Sorry about that. Ryan, you ever going to coach your kids? Ryan Lionweaver, uh, head coach? I don't know what my kids' uh, expectations for playing sports are going to be. So gotcha. I'm going to, uh, on the advice of counsel, refuse. Oh, it's, it's talking about taking a shot down the field. They were looking in the direction, I believe, of Enterline. Enterline double covered that time as Kyle Archie was step for step with him, or Baez was out there too. And ended up wedging him with the third defender, a.k.a. the sideline. Okay, normally, in a normal game when you have trips on one side and a single receiver, you put your best corner on the backside, and then you take your safety, and he goes halfway between. What they've done with our bias, they go, wherever inner line is, you you shade to his side. So they're bracketed covering him. Like right now, inner line's uh, off to the side, and our bias is really shading it to his side. Thrown right down the seam, found Sipple on a line. That was a great throw by Hahn. He just threw it on a rope right there a, on like a like an in-breaking route. That was great a job big boy Hahn. throw. Yeah. Because he got about 17 that time to Sipple. Great oh throw. Yeah, that had some cheese on it. Buck 68 through the air for Hahn on 25 attempts. Three touchdowns, one interception for the senior. Hand off to Armold. Armold this time going right through the middle of that defensive line. Gets the first down. You know, when I start, first started breaking down Holland's film, I was like, well, I coach his son. I don't know. And my buddy's like, you got to watch him. And I really watch his film. I watch a couple times. He's legit. Like, if his name was, was Zach Smith, he'd still be the starting quarterback man. I'm central. He's really good. It's not because he's coach's son. It's because he's really good quarterback. Like I said, coming into tonight, I mean, he's – even with tonight's efforts, he's 18 touchdowns, two interceptions as he finds Enterline on a slant. And that'll be another first down here for the Barons as they're just ripping off first downs now. Gain of 13 to Enterline, his fifth catch for 67 yards. 181 through the air for Hahn. Hahn with three options to his left, including a fourth, as Bryson Armold takes the toss, and Armold virtually untouched until he hits the goal line. 18 yards to the his house for Armold. 
Edwards. His second touchdown of the evening, and it now makes it 34-0. Oh, One, somebody's down. 144 for Armold, and this time it is a looks like a lineman here for Mannheim Central. And it is. It's number 50, Jason Dockerty, six foot, two hundred pound junior offensive lineman. Looks like they might be taking a look at the that left leg of his. As they get into score, makes it 34 to nothing with 307 remaining here in the third. Well, let's take a break since we talked through the last injury timeout. We'll try to find some uh, out-of-town scoreboard updates when we return, but let's take a break while we have an injury on the field. 34-0 Mannheim Central. More to come when we return here on the Mule Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. You're listening to Muhlenberg Football on the Mule Sports Network. Player still down on the field is Jason Dockerty. We've now had two extensive injury timeouts during this one. The first one was uh, Muhlenberg's Julian Cologne taking a pop. <sighs> yeah, um, you always worry about this, you know, people getting hurt. Yeah, you don't like seeing it. doesn't matter what side it's for. don't like seeing any of these kids get hurt. With 3.07 left to play here in the third, it is 34-0. And trying to, uh, you know, take a look forward at what they have going on here. Uh, surprisingly enough, Muhlenberg coming into today's game only allowing 320 passing yards. Now, that'll take a, a slight hit here as uh, <laughs> Hahn is up to 181, but well, he's also thrown the ball 28 times against this defense. Well, it, it, it helps that... Garvin Mifflin threw it how many times this week? Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, to be fair, like, Octorera didn't throw a lot on him. Couldn't. Redding couldn't. Didn't throw a lot on him. So, their pass, I mean, I, I think their secondary has really held up well this year. You know? I mean, I, I think that might be the strength of their team. You know? Uh, or Baez, we've talked a lot about. He's a good safety. And then, um, uh, you know, th their corners are really good. They hang in there. They do a nice job. And so, yeah, I, I think it, their secondary could be the strength of the team. Because at the one corner, you got Kyle Archie, and the other one is my man, Julian Cologne. Katie White punching in the extra kick. Make it 35 nothing. Well, it's running clock now, right? Yeah. Running clock. Sure is. After the uh, kickoff here, it'll be running clock. Mannheim Central, the number nine team in Class 4A in 
the Penn Live State rankings coming in. Also ranked fifth in the District 3 4A power rankings. Talented team for sure. And, uh, you know, like I know that they're going to be looking forward to that. Getting that revenge against trying to get, beat Exeter last game of the year to win the section after Exeter beat them last year. They will certainly have a chance, that's for darn sure. Taking a look at the 5A and 4A standings here. Mannheim Central currently indeed ranked fifth in 4A. Bishop McDevitt number one. Twin Valley Raiders, the number two ranked team in District 3 4A, by the way. Lane Peter Strasburg also up there as well. Javian Ortiz taking it in and just absolutely nowhere to go. Gang tackle. After maybe getting, I don't know, four yards or so on the return. Got up to the 20, and that's it. And that's the rough part for Bantam Central is they're going to have a hard time winning the district title, you know, going against Bishop McDevitt. You know, Bishop McDevitt, we think Bantam Central is loaded, and then you look at Bishop McDevitt, they got a kid going to Alabama. They got a kid going to Kentucky, a quarterback. They're absolutely low did. Bishop McDevitt could win, us, could win us another state title. Bishop McDevitt with just three games counting towards uh, District 3 rankings here. They beat LaSalle College in District 12, 47-21 as the handoff Sapola and well. Was that the uh, that, that was to Torek. My man Torek got, got Megan and Manheim Central darn near stole the handoff away in the backfield. That's how ingrained into the Muhlenberg backfield they were. Not the second down and yeah. Well, they'll march off uh, about four yards, three yards. Torek unable to get much started here. He had a good drive the last time around against some of the uh, JV players, but now eight carries, eleven yards for him. Trips right, go the mules. Inside one thirty-five to play here in the third. Blitzing off the edge, Sapola has to throw it oh. down the seam. That one goes off of Madueno, incomplete. Or sorry, not Madueno. It will be Isaiah Dotson. Oh, sorry. right in his hands. I saw the, uh, yeah. the seven on the jersey and thought it was Madueno. Right in his hands, but like he felt. Yeah, hit him in the chest, sure but then he felt that safety coming over top. And, you know, uh, took a little while up there. Took a little while there, yes. There are some other uh, teams in the hunt here as why missing beat Elko last week pretty handily. Uh, it was 28-14. Elko did a, a pretty decent job on the road in uh, miserable conditions on Saturday. Stepping back is Sapola. Oh, Sapola throwing it up, and Miller had to stop and wait for it, and it's actually caught. And we're going to have a flag thrown I on the play. I think a personal foul. It looked like he got... It went through Miller's hands. And was then it caught? I think it's incomplete, though. No, they're saying it's a. I don't it know. Was, they're saying it was a completed pass. And it would have been a completed pass to Ariel Cruz. Are they saying it's a catch? Yeah, they, they haven't moved the chains at all. I, I don't know what's going they on. They threw a flag down, kid down late. Oh, Jesus. And, yeah, there is a... <laughs> Another player down here for the Mules. It's not Mikey Miller. It will be uh, number seven, Ariel Cruz. 
Yeah, it, it looked off the deflection. They they they, they went high and hit they went helmet with the helmet. And it was a fairly late tackle too, but a a, a good one because he was he, he caught the ball. He was still in the ground. It's not like he like was yeah. attempting to hurt him or uh, you know no targeting or anything like that. It's just he ended up popping him pretty good after catching that football. Yeah. Yeah. Worries that, that Cruz's head kind of Jeez. bouncing off the ground there. Looks like he is at least sitting up, which is a solid sign here. This is happening too much the last couple of weeks. Most certainly, as they will help him up That's and good. he will walk off under his own power. Take care, young man. Uh, yeah, this game, it's, it, it, it's, it's what I tell people all the time. It's not a physical sport. It's a collision sport. It is not a contact sport. It's a. F and it's it even tougher when you're sport. five foot nine, a buck seventy, the way that yeah, Ariel yeah, Cruz is. Yeah. Same with uh, Julian Cologne, who was injured earlier. He's five eight, buck seventy. Yeah. So these aren't uh, large kids taking knocks. They are, you know. I don't want to say like average, but you know, it's you know, you're five ten, buck eighty. You know, that's full grown adult. Yeah. But uh, not like some of these guys that you're seeing. Now the uh, referees are going to confer here, and I guess we'll find out whether it was an incomplete pass or not. I don't know. I'm not sure if the referees quite know. There was a flag on the play. The chain gang has now bunched up super close to each other. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> They're explaining the it to Han. Han's like, does not seem to like the, it. The chain gang seems to be... Uh, just give them a first down. Give the mules a break. Looks like they got some margaritas instead of the Strombolis. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make that happen next week? <laughs> so it'll be first and 10 on the 32-yard line. First down, mules. So it is going to be a first down. Just run the ball and go to the fourth. And it is a personal foul against Mainheim Central. So I guess we can conclude that it was an incomplete pass, and then the personal foul will march off some yardage. So first down, two wide receivers on the left-hand side and a nice hard count there by Sapola. I think got Mannheim Central to jump. They sure did. They lined up in the neutral zone. Marks off five yards. It'll be first and five. And that will be the final play of the third quarter. 35-0 is how we rumble into the fourth. It'll be Muhlenberg football, but let's uh, take a break, show some love to sponsors, and when we return, fourth quarter action here for the Mules, right here on the Mules Sports Network. Georgia, Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. 
That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. It's Ryan Lina Weaver and Patrick Wider on the Mule Sports Network. The Mule Sports Network slash Morning Zoo. According to... <laughs> Sapola in the gun, two wide receivers out to the side here. Miller will join them, making it a trips left formation. Send him down the seam. Man Send I'm, Mikey Miller down the seam. Manheim Central threatening to blitz off that left side. They do have two more guys showing blitz up the A and B gaps, and they will send almost all of them. Sapola will throw it out to the sideline. And that has to be pass interference. Oh, come on, refs. Good Lord. He grabbed Archie, and Archie couldn't come back for Archie the ball. Archie couldn't come back for the football because he was drugged to the ground. That's crazy. I guess these uh, refs have dinner plans they want to get to. Yeah, they want to get home and watch Melrose. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I had a week off, and now I'm laughing at Ryan's jokes even more. <laughs> It's like a fine wine. I'll get next week off. The following it's week, I'll a, come back. Uh, it, it is technically a uh, D3, the Mighty Ducks joke. Okay. For what it's worth. You got a dry sense of humor, my friend. Trips left formation. Sapola once again in the gun. Mannheim Central showing blitz off the edge, and they catch Torek off that blitz off the right side. A loss of one to Torak as uh, in on the stop. Looks to be uh, number 14, Cody Hess. Good good opportunity for these young uh, Barons. Get out there, get some reps against the Mules, and get some playing time. Third and six. Another half yawn. 10.40 left <laughs> to play. It is 9.12. My daughter was up for uh, two hours at 3 a.m. last night. So <laughs> I remember those if days. you're wondering why I'm yawning... Yes. Sydney James. Second kids are absolutely a struggle. Big blitz being shown here by the Barons. They'll blitz all of them. Sapolo throwing down oh. the middle through the wickets of Mikey Miller. Miller was running a uh, drag route there right at the line of scrimmage and had a leap for that one as Sapolo put a little extra sauce on it. it. It's that match concept. He catches it, he gets the first down, I think. And... Uh, um. So Paul, that's tough. He had people in his face, but so Paul has got to set his feet, throw it. And if he just throws a nice, good ball, he catches it, he turns up the field, gets the first out, and then probably more. All right. So Paul going to long snap it again? No, he's not. They got a new long snapper, it looks like, right? No. People are forgetting about the punt team. Come on, kids. They're running people out there. Yeah, they, Arch, they don't got anybody Archie up there. getting in. They, they, they don't, don't have, have anybody up top. They They're going to have to take top. a timeout oh, here. Zlorchek gosh. needs to take a timeout to get things sorted. They didn't have a gunner on the uh, opposite side of the field here as Archie subbed in late and then ended up lining up along the line. So fourth down and six. I think the clock should probably be stopped here, but I'm not going to tell them. As the clock keeps winding inside of nine minutes. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get a free uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, the, the referee clock. blew it. <laughs> now the referees realize that the uh, the clock was running. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Hey, he, he never waved for the uh, the clock to stop. 
Who's his punter? Would you name him the MVP for Muhlenberg this year? Uh, he has had some uh, very good kicks as yeah. uh, Javier Maiden. Not a big dude, but he is he's got not. a nice leg. Five nine bucks sixty. That one off the side of his foot, a wobbler. Ooh. Oh, that's gonna go <laughs> out around the forty. Sorry about that, Maiden. Yeah, I, you, I mean, yeah, you did a fine job there. Thank you. And what if he plays soccer? <laughs> they are gonna mark it at the forty yard line. So ultimately, a thirty. Four-yard punt for the senior kicker. Clock will continue to run. Wow. Look at this play. 70-yard wheel route touchdown. Evan Myers scoring for, I believe, Twin Valley, correct? Yeah. It will be Twin Valley. Twin Valley now up 29-28. Two-point two conversion. And you fail that, you're down by one. And you're what lose. an off! What a uh, gutsy call! That's a Myers. gutsy call. Armel takes the toss, goes out to the left hand side, has some space, has one man to beat and taken down. We got a penalty and a penalty flag thrown at the fifty. So it could be a ten yard gain for Armold and then walk him back ten. Are you surprised? Could be he, first and ten again. Surprised they don't take. Hauling out here? They got hormone? I am telling you that I, I don't, like, when you look at yeah. their stats, they do not sub out any of these players. They just don't. Han has all of the passing attempts except for one, and that's because he was injured. Armold has rushed it 107 times. Uh, it will be up around 126 after this. Uh but the next highest rusher is Zach Hahn, who has 17 carries, and a bunch of those are sacks because he has negative 30 yards rushing. He'll be, o he'll be over and above uh, zero at the end of this game. He is 13 now for the season. Uh, but outside of that, Michael Torres, five carries. It, so if it, you look at that, they're backup running back, so to speak. 126 carries to five this I, year. I, I, look, Dave Hahn <laughs> is a great football coach. I'm just saying if Zach Hahn or Arnold – Armold got hurt right now. You be oh my god, thirty five nothing. You know, but I get it. This is what they do. They ride with their seniors. This is what they do. This time, trying to get out to the side. Archie a missed tackle, and uh, we might get a late hit no, out of bounds no, here. No. And thankfully, they're going to let that one play. They're ready for some margaritas yeah. or something. Those refs. That one. It was unintentional the way that it went down. Looked like a young guy just trying yeah. to make a tackle, and he. Armold his twentieth rush of the evening for a buck fifty-seven by my count. I'd look at your stat sheet, but I can't read it. I I I, I might just go <laughs> off yours. Can I use yours? My, mine's not uh, perfect either, but it's going to be pretty darn close. Clock inside of six minutes to play here in the fourth. People are cheering. Yeah, something going on over here in the uh, band section. Hahn taking it in, steps up, fires it, heaves it deep, and it's wow. going to be overcooked by about five yards. But, oh, boy. That kid's got tight, a cannon. Tight spiral just looking for Aaron Ennerline. Archie was with him almost step for step. He might have been a step behind him, so he would have had him, but overcooked it by five yards. Bring up third down. Maybe Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are here. That's why the fans were going crazy. Boy, howdy. <laughs> I'm just saying. How about that? Yeah. Boy, Missy. 
<laughs> I mean, she is kind of from Wyoming. She did not grow up on a Christmas tree farm, no matter what somebody tries to tell you. Maybe I don't say maybe. She grew up on, like on Grandview Boulevard, right by yeah. Wilson. So there you go. Yeah. She she wants to bring Kelsey back and show him some high school football. Anyways, uh, she would certainly uh, be welcome to uh, go to a Wyo game and watch them rack up. You know what, thirty some odd. No, for over forty now. Forty odd. Forty one. I think victories. Screen. Little screenplay as they find Armold. Armold with a ton of space. He's gone. He'll be gone from 57 out. And that'll make it 41-0. So 57 yards from Zach Hahn on the swing route. Hahn now up to about 238 through the air with four touchdowns. Armold with... Wow. I'm just adding up all of his stats here. He's got 113 through the air, his first touchdown catch. He has two on the ground, so I have him total yardage this evening at 270 yards. Not too shabby. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, man. Clock stopped with 423 left. Tick, 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 tick. It will tick. not be 70 to nothing. So, Mules fans can take solace in the gradual improvement. But I will say, on their behalf, uh, not a great outing here by Mannheim Central. Yes, they're going to go up 42-0 with the extra point. But they've been very sloppy in doing so. You have them with 10 penalties? Yes. At least. Well, I think it was 11. Might be in 11 penalties. So 11 penalties here for Mannheim Central. A little sloppy. But a little bit. It's certainly, it uh, certainly something that they'll look to clean up. It feels very reminiscent. And again, this is kind of where the lull in their schedule is, right? Yeah. Uh, when I was calling Exeter games last year, it was early on when they were playing West York. They were playing Boyertown. They were playing teams that they far outmatched, but they weren't doing extraordinarily well in those games, right? They were still building to their crescendo, which happened, you know, in the final week of the season when they beat Mannheim Central. I remember Darren and I were looking at each other and we're just like, look, you're committing way too many penalties. You're committing too many turnovers. You know, you're creating too many mistakes in order to win football games later on in the season. So if you don't rectify it now, you're going to have a real bad time when you play good teams and you're aiming for district playoffs. Yes. could say the same about Mannheim Central here tonight. Yes, they're up 42 nothing, but they have not looked especially well doing it uh, at times. As And Muhlenberg, nowhere to run here. They take it in, and it ends up being uh, number six, JV and Cruz on the return. Gets a couple. <coughs> Clock will continue to run and might be the final possession for either side here this evening. Sapola will trot back out there. Torek, Archie. The usual suspects. They'll have it on the 20, sorry, the 15-yard line. thought the 20 down there on the field was a 30. One of the downsides to uh, grass fields. Got some uh, bumps out there. Couldn't read the numbers. <laughs> Man in motion is Madueno. Madueno <laughs> coming all the way out here <laughs> to 
Oh, that'd be the uh, <laughs> the X or the Z receiver out yeah, here on the X. side. Yeah, the yeah. X receiver. Sapola. Screen! Well, inline screen to Mikey Miller. Miller slams on the brakes. He's ahead of the 30, close to a first down. Where's that been all year? They have pulled some plays out of their bag of tricks here towards the end of games that it baffles me that we haven't seen them during the run of play <laughs> an awful lot. Sapola, his 19th pass attempt. Now up to 52 yards. Miller, his fourth catch for 22. They'll line up, trips right. Archie all the way up top there. Sapola looks to both sides, calls for the snap, has it. Handoff this time is to JV and Ortiz, and Ortiz maybe back up to the original line of scrimmage, but in all reality, probably a loss of one there on third and one. Yeah, how much? Tough, tough sliding to run the ball. We said that all year. Under 215 and counting. Game's almost over here. For the Mules, these kids have come out and they've tried and they played hard. I, I don't think it's lack of effort. just think it's uh, they're going against a juggernaut and they're still struggling program. The defense... Again, you give up 42 points, but, you know, it wasn't always easy for Mannheim Central. They had to work a little bit here this evening, and you can take some pride in that if you're the Mules. Sapola gets his knees taken out, tosses it up. It's going to oh! be caught by Dotson. Dotson around the 45-yard line. Count it. A gain of, well, they'll mark him around the 47, I believe. It'll be a gain of 24. He just tossed that up there and prayed. And his prayers were answered by Isaiah Dotson. Now gains at 23 and 24 yards. He's up to 50 yards through the air on three catches. Miller will be in the backfield next to Sapola. Madueno to the near side. Archie up top of the trips right formation. Handoff is to Miller. Miller going off right tackle. Once again has to cut upfield. Keeps churning those legs, gets to midfield, gain of three. Under a minute left. Miller, his fourth carry for negative six yards. It's been that kind of day on the ground here for the Mules, and the Mules do have another player down on the field. And it is Mikey Miller this time. And he was churning those legs and might have just got it, gotten them caught up amongst a handful of players and... Stops the clock with 50.5 seconds left in this one. Oh, man, another injury. Jeez. Another injury here for the Bills. And That's so sad. Man. Getting beat up. Again, the uh, second straight week that we've seen an injured player. This one just happens to be one of your better offensive weapons in Mikey Miller. Yes. I'll tell you what. Chris, why don't we uh, take a break now, and then we can roll right through the uh, end of the game and not break uh, the rest of the way. So let's uh, take a quick break. Hopefully Mikey Miller will be able to walk off under his own power here. He is sitting up talking to the training staff, and hopefully we'll be uh, on his way here shortly. But in the meantime, less than a minute to play here. 42-0, Barons leading, likely moving forward to their fifth victory of the season, but still a little bit to play here when we return on the Mule Sports Network.
The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. You're listening to Muhlenberg Football on the Mule Sports Network. Back underway here in Muhlenberg. Mikey Miller will step off the field under his own power, a little shaken up. And almost the uh, two-toned hair. There it is, Mikey. That one thrown up, and Dotson catches the football at the 30. He came back for it, tries to escape. He's going to get spun down right where he picked up the pass. It's a gain of 20. Some garbage time uh, yardage here as Dotson now up to 70 yards. How about that? How about that? 28 seconds of counting. Maybe we get a touchdown quick. They're gonna, the Mules are trying to score. It is a first down. <coughs> Block will one. Throw it up to Mikey Miller. Mikey Miller is out of the game. Oh, that's right. Duh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if they threw it to Mikey Miller, it would be incomplete <laughs> because they threw it to the bench. Sapola trips left. And he's saying, I'm just going to chuck it up every single time. And oh, that one's intercepted. 24 for me and Citro. He's rumbling and it. stumbling. Dylan Werner with the INT. Sapola with the interception on the last play of the game. That's unfortunate. But it ends this one at 42 to nothing. That one, well, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. I'm going to pick you off. And <laughs> that one, Sapola just, just went back and heaved it as far as his arm could take it, and it just wasn't far enough. But ends this one 42 to nothing. It was an interesting game here for Muhlenberg. By my count, they will have negative two yards on the ground, unfortunately. They had uh, 15 yards gained, 17 yards lost for a negative two rushing attack. Uh, but Sapola did okay through the air, especially late here as he started uh, getting a bit more confidence through the air. Ended up throwing the football 22 times. Uh, 10 completions on 22 attempts for 96 yards and an interception. Uh, Miller, four catches for 22. Dotson, four catches for 70. Maduino, two catches for four. And uh, that's all she wrote for Muhlenberg. Meanwhile, Mannheim Central, buck 57 on the ground for Armold, 43 on the ground for Hahn. So 200 yards rushing the football for the Barons. Hahn ended up throwing 28 times for 17. Uh, for 238 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. So he will improve to 19 touchdowns versus two interceptions this year. <laughs> what a horrible stat line that is. And uh, Aaron Enterline with uh, five catches, two touchdowns, 67 yards. Sipple, five catches, 57 yards, and a score. And Armold out of the backfield, six catches for a buck 13 and a score. Yeah, we, we had the 300 monster. Enterline did what he did. Armour was really the big star along with Hahn. So those three, you know, did they came in as advertised. They took care of business. A little sloppy by Manhattan Central, but they'll take a 42-0 win and then keep going. 
and that's all she wrote. Yeah, Arnold uh, really took charge there, especially in the second half. Once he started getting going, it was really difficult to stop him. Uh, you know, he had 10 yards on his first carry out of the break, negative five on the next one, but then went for eight, six, 12, 10, 10, 18 to the house, 10 and three, finishing with his 157. So, yes. look, they're a very good team. They may uh, run the table here in section play. Uh, it'll probably come down to that Exeter game in the final week of the season as Exeter looking to uh, pick up, I believe, their 18th straight regular season victory. Yes. Um, under head coach Matt Bauer. That game still going on. It was 28-14 the last time that we looked, I believe. Yes. And uh, Riley Martinez was escorted yes. out of that game, taking an injury as well. So Exeter will have their hands full. That game likely still going on. So if you want to uh, swap over, you certainly can. That would be on uh, basically the same exact uh, you know, web address that you're currently on, but just change that two to a one, and you can listen in to uh, Exeter finishing off that game. And next week, I'm not on with you. Next you game, you are doing the Exeter game. We will have Exeter uh, Muhlenberg, so it's going to be the Exeter and Muhlenberg radio stations together. It will. I'll be on the air with Darren doing the uh, thing that we did last Ooh. year, swapping places every quarter. So he'll probably call first and third. I will call the uh, second and fourth do, doing play-by-play. Do play, for him, or is, or is it good? Uh, Darren is usually very energetic okay. as well, so okay. I might I might need okay. some sedatives. Some, okay. Just some light ones, though. Okay. All right. Cool. But uh, it, it, it probably won't spill as much as me. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. All right. Well, that was fu that was uh, nice hanging out with you, Ryan. I'm sorry the Mules didn't get the win, but uh, they shall keep fighting for a few more weeks. Muhlenberg falling to one and four. Five this season. Meanwhile, Mannheim Central improving to five and one. We'll be back here next week as we will face Exeter, uh, one of the other better teams here in Section Two, looking to uh, take their second consecutive section crown. Are the Eagles, and uh, they will look to uh, keep that rolling right here in Laureldale, taking on the uh, the Mules next week. Six forty-five. We'll be on the air. Seven o'clock kickoff. Once again, it'll be Darren and myself. You likely will need to uh, change over. I believe Jerry will likely uh, stream it just on the Exeter network. So you may uh, have a different web address to visit next week. But all the same, you'll have me. You'll have Darren from Exeter calling. And uh, yeah, which should be uh, an interesting game here. I'll like miss you, Ryan. Pat will miss me. He's looking to uh, find the best game that he possibly can, <laughs> which will not be. <laughs> I will uh, not be here. I will. I will be. be I will be at the best game. I might go to a mid pen game. There you go. Yeah, go find the best mid pen game and go cover it and uh, go have some fun. So no Pat. So you can turn your uh, speakers back up next week. <laughs> if you That's had them turned down for the shrieking. Uh, other good. than that, uh, no. Forty-two nothing. Your final score as uh, Muhlenberg just unable to keep pace with arguably one of the best teams in the entire district, the fifth-ranked team in the district, ninth-best team in uh, state rankings, according to Penn Live. So they came in here, and they largely did their job. It was better than last year. You can see the incremental progress. Uh, it was not a clean game by Mannheim Central, but all the same, uh, I think that was a better game that we've seen yes. out of the Muhlenberg defense. They didn't, they didn't quit at all. The offense struggled a lot, but it wasn't for lack of effort as well. So. Yes. Um, you know, still ends up being a 42 nothing final score, but, hey, take solace in the fact year-over-year improvement. That's what we're seeing out yep. of this Mule squad uh, in week six. So week seven coming up next week. Again, we'll be here against Exeter. Uh, 645, we'll be on the air. So please tune in then. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Pat. We'll see you next week. Thank you to Chris. 
uh, may see you next week, but we'll probably have Jerry producing. And, uh, you know, you'll also have myself. I will actually be on the air and on the broadcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but, again, we'll be on the air next week. But thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for uh, Jerry as well for putting it all together. Without him, there would not be the Muhlenberg Sports Network. So tune in next week. We'll be happy to have you, and thanks for tuning in this evening. 42 nothing. your final score, as we'll uh, join up again next week right here on the Mules Sports Network. Good night. Thank you for joining us for Muhlenberg Football on the Mule Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by the new Birdies Inn, located at Five Points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Join us next week when the Mules host the Exeter Eagles. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media. Good night.